Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, Ruel. How are you? Hello, Richard. How are you? Uh, My face is still pretty big. Yes, I haven't fixed it yet. I'm going to fix it now during the intro where we just sit around and chat with the nice people before we get to what we're actually here to do, which is the weekly R&R show. Before we get going, um, during the countdown, we had a raid from uh, Lumen underscore S, so there might be some new faces in the crowd. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Rotto. He's Ruel. Um, This is going to go completely off the rails very, very quickly, as it generally does. It already did because I realized we had hot mics during the countdown. That was goofy. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad that I didn't uh, stub my toe or something, or else you would have heard some uh, interesting language, folks. So um, always fun to have the hot mics going. Um, what what so what happened? Was it you just forgot to flip a switch uh, whenever before it went it's, live? It's a dumb OBS thing that um there is a reason yep. that I had set up the uh well I don't know if you've ever noticed. I mean, do, should I go into the weeds? It's really weedy and I don't think anybody cares but me. I was yeah. I was trying to clean up a bad transition. There's this weird little one frame gray screen glitch that happens between the countdown and coming to us. And I knew why it was happening, and I didn't know a way to fix it. I know how I had, at one point, I had made a decision that would not, that would make it happen. And this morning I was thinking, why did I make this decision? I can't think of any possible reason why I set this scene up a million years ago. And all it does is creates this stupid gray screen. And I found oh. out. The reason I did that six months ago is because it keeps us quiet during the countdown. And uh, oh, okay. What, what's the worst that could happen? Well, fortunately, the worst yeah. that didn't happen because, as Ruel knows, often during that eight-minute countdown, I am running around screaming like a sailor because X, Y, or Z is broken. You know, cursing yeah. F words a mile a minute. And if this had been one of those episodes, this would not have been a very family-friendly show, to say the least. Right. But again, it's the pre-show, so would it doesn't technically count. It, I, it, that I is say. true. Well, that is true. Yeah. Uh, Meeples and Mockdells, they say, I want to cash in my Rado points for a Ruel slash Rado swears like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You can't close close again for free, folks. <laughs> yep, yeah. that may, We can maybe put that in uh, 10,000 or something yeah. like that. Let's see. So, um, say hello to the nice folks. I mean, again, uh, there might be some people. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Sea Otter, for resubscribing. Flashburn for resubscribing. West Lloyd for free, uh, resubscribing. Jinkle, two days ago, subscribed. Um, folks, if you look up there, you can see we're getting close to unlocking more stuff. Actually, tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a live run-through of this, the Guild of Merchant Explorers, because last month Ooh. we unlocked a bonus uh, run-through. It's going to be interesting. It's not just going to be me doing a regular run-through. I'm actually, you're going to see the whole thing, all the behind-the-scenes stuff as I set the game up and mess with camera angles and all kinds of things. So that'll be happening tomorrow at noon, but today we're doing other stuff. But I'll let you talk to the people for a while because your face is just too big 
It's ridiculous. It's too big. It's too much Ruel. Too much. Yeah, no, no one <laughs> wants this much Ruel. But yep. uh, anyways, thank you again for hanging out with us, folks. This is the R&R pre-show. So every week um, here on Twitch at noon Pacific, um, Rod and I, we, you know, we record our show um, for YouTube. And you get to see all the behind the scenes. As we like to say, you get to see the uh, making of the sausage. Oh, uh, there's so sausage everywhere um, tons of sausage show. everywhere and especially when uh we have to deal with obs and discord and all these great things um things tend to fall apart but we you know we we fix them and uh we you know we, we've been doing this for oh my gosh how we are in episode 37 i believe is that starting uh, no that 39 right? in fact 39 oh my gosh yeah yep. two of them just it's slipped insane, my mind. isn't it it, it really is. But we are so happy to see you here, folks. We see We Solo. We see The Sea Honor, Exacting Vampire. Um, Meeples and Mocktails was here. And all the all the regulars, uh, folks, again, thank you so much. If you didn't see it last week, we had the debut of Amy and Maggie from Thinker Themer. And yes. they were fantastic. I just oh watched the, uh, yeah, their, their run through of Radlands. So, so good. We're so happy to have them on the channel. And um, I was excited. You know, I've known for a little while, so I've been trying to contain my excitement. So it just, yeah, uh, this this last week was fantastic. And, yep. you know, I was I watched part of um, the the run rundown you did uh, this last month. You were talking about how April is like the greatest month. And I didn't realize there were so many momentous occasions in your life that happened in April. And I didn't even know. A happy belated birthday to you, my friend. I, I had no idea. Yep, yep, yep. Um, what a month what am i am i 52 or 53 now i was born in 69 and i just had my birthday i think that makes me 52 no it makes 52. me 53 i am 53, 53. years young now wow well um, done geez. looking great for 53 my friend thank you i do plan to live forever so yes uh it's kind All right. of you to um to notice let's see here i continue chitty chatting um yeah I'm yeah still i'm gonna fix so, your other gigantic head yeah Okay, cool. Uh, as everyone uh, can see here, folks, if you subscribe to the channel, you get all kinds of uh, free goodies. So you get uh, discounts on merch. You can watch the Twitch stream ad free. You don't have to wait there. You know, you can just you're not going to see any of those ads. And there's all kinds of things. So just uh, look on the the info below us, and you'll see all the great things that you get when you're a subscriber. And if you notice up the top there, we have uh, goals that we try to hit. Yeah. Um, so RVR episodes, which are a lot of fun, we hit those about once a month. Uh, with uh, sub, uh, subscriptions, and we're we just did an RVR with the game Voyages, which oh, if you haven't seen it, folks, you need to well, go to the uh, YouTube channel, watch the run through, you can play along. Uh, this, this is one of my favorite roll and write games that has come out in recent years. Uh, it is a print and play. It's only about five dollars US, about four pounds uh, UK. And what it is, it's a subscription service. So you get the first three or four games, and then as the developers continue uh, making new sets of rules for the game, you'll get those as well. It's a very active Discord community, and oh, it, we had a lot of fun with it. I got crushed. Rado killed me, but I, I just, <laughs> I, I seriously, I just printed out some new sheets. I'm going to laminate those. And uh, Michelle and I will be playing that soon. As you can see, you know, the pre-show, it's all about, you know, you literally get to see all the, yep. uh, the, the the thing about Bob's here that we we do to get the show uh, off the off the ground here, and uh, we thank you for joining us. Um, we will start the show in a little while, but what we do now, um, there are point rotto points uh, here on Twitch that you turn those in, you get stuff, you can unlock, you know, you can ask. Um, we do a Q and A at the end as well, but that's after the show. Uh, but for now, we do we have anything to cash we in? Or are are we, we good to go? To, okay, you uh, watch the show, you earn points, you get prizes, and right now we have. Four outstanding requests. We have two requests for Rorel ranks, another top three request, and an argument request. 
And oh. um, and I this time I don't think we should just sit on this argument for another three weeks like we did last time. We need to just get we need to come up with topics we can actually argue about. But yeah, for starters. Oh, sorry, go on. I was just gonna say maybe we can have uh, our viewers uh, give us throw some topics out there and we'll see if we disagree on anything or maybe we can just take a side on something. Well, we we shall see. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, we could do that. But so folks, can you think of anything that you might guess that Ruel and I disagree on? The most recent argument we did was, um, you know, greatest board game designer of all time. So there's gotta be topics like that, right? Topics. Yeah. It's just like everybody has their own personal. And, uh, so start making some suggestions and while you're doing that, we'll go look at them in a bit. Um, let's do some Ruel ranks, some little mini reviews. going. We have two requests from duck of death and LS, um, 124, the winner of last week's battle Royale, if I recall. So let me go on ahead and bring up the Gaviola library browser. There we go. And, um, we'll have you rank, uh, because folks, Ruel has too many games that he has actually played, but he just can't be bothered to rank them. And so the games are sad. Sad, lonely. So um, we're going to rank. Sadly, two. he's going to review and rank two of them right now. Do you see any on this list that you like? Uh, let's see. Um... And I will. And but you folks are going to vote on what he's going to do because I am making a poll. Yeah. Let's. Uh... Oh, what is that? Lost Legacy. Oh man, I forgot about that game. Let, let's roll. Let's scroll down. It's been a while since I played those. Oh, okay, that's fine. Need something a little fresh from my memory. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, interesting. Star Trek Catan. Let's throw that on there. See yeah, if there's right. any Star Trek Star fans Trek up there. Catan, that's one. What else you all right? Okay. What else you like? Um, ooh, what is that? No, 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 no. We really I haven't I haven't ranked Ticket to Ride Europe. Wow. The Gaviola Library doesn't lie. Ticket to Ride Europe. Yeah, let's it's do right. that one. Tick uh it to ride Europe. Alrighty, what else? Let's go to the next. It's funny. I, I see Steam Torpedo there. I had that game for years. I never played it, and I just sold it. So I Gasp. don't know anything about that game. Yeah. All right. Ooh, is that? Do I see Furnace? Yeah, we got to put Furnace on there. Furnace. All right. Any of these other ones? I just played Founders of uh, Teotihuacan. I yeah, I'm ready to talk about that. For alert, I love that game. Of course, make the one as tough as spell. All right. Yeah. And say, um, oh, Sherlock Files. Libertalia. You know what? I can do the Sherlock Files. The Sherlock Files. Sure, not lack. Sherlock Files. Okay, folks, you are going to start voting. You have two minutes to pick one of those five games. Which one will it be? Um, you can use your channel points to bump the stats. You can even use bits to bump the stacks if you want. And, uh, we're going to, or I should say, Ruel is going to do a little mini review and rank of two of them, uh, based on what you choose. And I just noticed when you have five things on here, the bottom is kind of cut off. I wonder if, can I, am I daring enough to try to fix that live? Am I that foolish? Should I do it? Do Do it. it. Do it. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh. All right, what is this? This is pull. Let's unfreeze it. So is it just shrunk? No, I can. Right, okay. It just it just won't oh. get any bigger. Yeah, it's not my fault. Oh, that's weird. It's not my wow. fault. Not my fault. Yep. It's just it's the design of this web page. I mean, I, so I guess you can see it. It's just only just barely on the screen. All right, yeah. that's fine. Okay. Cool. Yep. Yeah. So, folks, uh, don't forget you can use your channel points and/or you can cheer bits to influence the vote, yes. which I may be doing right now. Let's see who's winning right now. We've got uh, 
Star Trek Katana, oh, that's way up there. Star Trek Katana is winning? Oh, how interesting. Wow. Poor Ticket to Ride um, Europe gets one vote from me. Okay. Ticket to Ride Europe, also known as the best ticket to ride. <laughs> oh, geez, I have I've thoughts about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, maybe that's something we could argue about. That the could be an argument, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's one people would be particularly excited about, but we could argue. Yeah. About. Yeah. I'll just leave it like this. Okay. So your face is not covered. All right. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we've got about 20 seconds left, folks. Uh, thank you for all the votes. Look at this, 152 votes, and it's a close race right now. Oh, I noticed the audience is saying, I'm a little on the quiet side. I think you're right. Let's go oh. on ahead. I think it's actually, Ruel is kind of uh, loud. You know, raising the roof, as it were. So let me go on ahead and bring him down a little bit. I brought myself down recently because I noticed I was getting a little bit too hot in some videos because I tend to get very loud and that can uh -huh. just blow the mic out. And so obviously I had not adjusted Ruel to compensate. I'll let Ruel talk for a bit so I can check his levels. Okay, cool. Speaking of checking levels, I need to check my earphone levels here, my earbuds. They are... Okay, yeah, um, I... I think I'm okay on my end. We'll, yep. We shall see. All right. Um, the the um, boats okay. are we, in. We have Furnace a winner. Number one, and in a surprise, oh. shocker to me, I did not expect Star Trek Catan to take the number two slot. I figured it was going to be Founders. I thought that was kind yeah. of a no-brainer. I thought, well, I'm even typing these other ones in. It's a total waste of mine and everyone else's time. But the yeah. audience went a different way. Okay. Uh, impressive. Cool, okay, cool. cool. So well, then, let let's me, talk about Furnace. Let's let's talk about Furnace. Yeah. Um, well, one of the top 10 games of I'm really not quite sure what year because the date keeps changing on it on Board Game Geek. Oh, really? Yeah, I it, thought it was a 2021 game. It was originally a 2020 game. Um, but then uh -huh. it got it got changed to 2021 and recently it changed back to 2020. And I know this uh because I uh next uh, this month I am going to be doing a live stream where I update my top 10 games of 2021. And originally, uh -huh. okay, well, wait, where is Furnace? I don't understand. It has no home. <laughs> so now, I be because it keeps switching back and forth, I don't think Furnace will ever officially be in any of my top 10s. But enough about wow. That's me giving my opinion. This is Ruel ranks, not Rado ranks. Hey, Ruel, tell us about Furnace. Well, I'm, I'm curious why they keep switching the dates back and forth, um, but... Anyways, if you don't know, folks, I am on the committee for the American Tabletop Awards, and this was one of our Wait, nominated what? games. The fur Furnace was one of our no, nominated no, no, games. No, no, for... no, rewind. That's, what, what are you talking about? I am one of the committee members for the American Tabletop Awards. Folks, are, you go okay, to American Tabletop American Tabletop Awards. American Tabletop. Glad you asked. American Tabletop Awards are uh, an award given out every year to uh, different uh, games. We have four different categories. We have uh, strategy games, complex games, family games, uh, casual games, and then games for early gamers. Um, so we started a few years ago. Uh, Eric Yorko uh, was uh, the uh, mastermind behind that, and we have a bunch of content creators that are involved. Uh, they asked me on board uh, right right when they, when they started, I think in 2019, was it? 2018, 2019. There you go. And you can see our winners right there. Um, Happy City won for, what was it, the um, early family gamers. game, was it? Early gamers, yeah. And then Kubitos won for casual games. Strategy games was to... Uh, Cascadia, and then Complex Games, we gave it to Lost Ruins of Arnak. So, I look at those four and is, I think, is, is there an actual committee here, or is this just you? 
No, there, there's an actual committee. You can click on the committee button right there on the on the site. You'll see who's on there. Uh, we have people who are uh, in all facets of the industry, uh, working in uh, board games, tabletops, uh, tabletop uh, content creation, and so forth. You'll recognize some of the names uh, along with mine. Yep. Um, there, there I am with Han Solo. Uh, there's Becca. There's uh, Suzanne Sheldon, Theo, Geeky Gamer Guy. And there's Eric Yorko of What's Eric Playing? So we've been doing this for a few years, slowly but surely gaining traction. Um, but... We have weekly, you know, we have a very active Slack channel where every week we talk about games. And, you know, I, I think we've, we've sort of arrived in the fact that anytime we put these things out, we get a ton of people arguing at, um, you know, arguing and saying, this is not a complex game. This is not a uh, casual game. So I feel like we've arrived in that sense. Exactly. Go to Reddit yes, you're, or go you're, to, you're right up yeah. there with the Spiel des Jahres people then. Exactly. Once <laughs> you start arguing about that, I'm okay with it, you know. Um, I don't really talk too much about the process. Uh, you know, I'm just part of the committee. Uh, we have our process that we do every year, and I'm very proud of uh, what the work that we do, you know, to promote the t- uh, the tabletop uh, gaming hobby and, uh, you know, highlight some of these great games that are coming out. As you yeah, can these, see, I mean, obviously, you, Wingspan uh, was Just here. doing a quick scroll through your history, you yeah. have made very good choices, I have Thank to say. Thank you, sir. All Thank right. Thank you. Speaking so, of... Furnace was one of the games nominated uh, for 2021, you know, based on the fact that I thought it was a 2021 game, we all thought, and but it's been changed apparently to, according to BGG. But yeah, Furnace is a wonderful game. Um, I've got to rank it high, but you know, what we're doing, you are capitalists at the turn of the century, um, building our industries, and it's this really. I mean, for me, the highlight of the game is honestly the auction mechanism. It's like a bidding mechanism where you have to bid on which uh, cards or uh, industries that you would like to add to your tableau. And you get to place one of your four numbers there. And if someone outbids you, they get the building. But as a makeup, you get the resource. Right. And the tension, the tension comes in where sometimes you don't want that building. You just want those resources. And then someone sort of hoses you and gives you the building anyways. Or, or vice versa. Um, I love that. And then the engine building part, as you add uh, buildings to your tableau, they're going to give you resources and let you do special actions. And it goes on for four rounds. It's quick, but oh my gosh, every single decision you make is wonderful. I I love the tension in this game. I love that play so quickly, and it's easy to explain. But oh, it just everything about it uh, just hums. It, it's it, it's like a really really fantastic yeah. game. So, furnace, uh, folks, it's got to be high on my list. It should be a seven point. Just kidding, it's not a seven. <laughs> We're talking. <laughs> A minimum of eight. If I'm thinking eight point, uh, man, am I going to eight and a half on this one? I mean, everything. It's just if so. You don't, I mean, how could you not? Quite frankly, yeah. In what I'm going to go. You, eight, in what universe could you knock this game down for anything? I and I, I can't. I mean, uh, the only thing I can knock on uh, the theme really is doesn't do much for me, but it's still uh, as a an awesome game. So, thing you mean? Yeah, as a personal premise. Right. So I'm going to go eight point six. Eight point six five is going to be my final judgment there uh, so 8.65 for furnace i'm gonna go to my bgg right now just to update you it you take care of uh it. so furnace yeah your your thoughts my friend 8.59 which puts it i think oh, okay. in my top uh it puts well in my top 100 and yeah like i said i'm really i'm, I'm a bit confused this was gonna be or i think it was in my top 10 of 2021 I don't know. I'll worry about that later. Yeah. The reason the dates have shifted on it is because it was originally published a very small print run in Russia uh, in 2020. Okay. But then it got picked up for wider distribution in 2021. And I would argue 2021's edition is a different edition because they did make changes to the game. In part, okay. because of little old me. Um, 
In, really? In, in my original video of it, I was raving about how it's one of the best games of the year, and my only complaint was, why so white? Why aren't there Why aren't there people of color? Why aren't there more women and whatnot in the game, too? Because you, you, you awesome. could. There are actual, um, you know, industrial-era people of note who you could have brought to the forefront. And when, I think it was Arcane Wonders picked this up for wide distribution, they worked with the original developers and said, yeah, let's do that. And they did new art and whatnot, so there was more variety. Oh. And I thought that was very, very awesome. So I think I love that. Fantastic. That's great. Uh, as a result that is cool yep okay well wow you look at you being a force for for good i, I love that that's awesome so that didn't they, come across so as me are, patting myself on the back too much right normally i don't we'll talk about that kind of stuff i just leave it behind the scenes but it just yeah no I, I think it's worth no yeah it's totally worth noting i mean to take your take your bow i mean it's uh, well deserved um i think that's fantastic um but yeah, so Furnace, yeah, we we both enjoy it, friends, yeah, and hopefully everyone's game. gotten a chance to play it because it is it is a wonderful game. Okay, before we I go see on Star to Trek Catan, uh, there. Catan uh, Fidelia, thank you for the resub, and very sorry for the fierce head cold. Um, hopefully, our dulcet tones will help you just drift off to sleep, and you can sleep through the worst of it. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed for you. Oh, um, so we have, uh, yeah, we we hope you feel better. Uh, yes. We. What what's okay? I, something's freaking out on my end, but I, I just figured it out. So we're looking at Star Trek Catan yes, next. Is that correct? That is correct. Oh boy, it is not. It's it's been a minute since I played this, but it's Catan, but better because it's Star Trek theme. Of course. But here's the thing: uh, the thing that they did, which I thought was a genius uh, part on the, the developers' um, part here, they added special abilities, so mm. you could hire or you know one of the cat the the OG cast. You could have a Kirk. You could have <laughs> that picture's funny. That was awesome. uh, you can have Kirk, you have Spock, and when you when you recruit those uh, characters uh, um, to your hand, you can use those abilities. So they're gonna, it's like a two time ability. You can use it once, you can use it twice. Then it goes back to the main pool, and it just it freshens up the game. Um, and I don't think it actually makes the game any shorter. It's still uh -huh. gonna be about sixty to ninety minutes, um, but it's definitely my preferred way of playing Catan. If it's either this. Or the uh, two-player rivals for Catan. I, I I do enjoy that one. Catan, you know, if you've been in the hobby for a while, if you played a, a base Catan, it can take a little while, of course. And you know, the the main complaint is the randomness, which is which I get. But you know, as a gateway game, I mean, there there this is an evergreen title. There's a reason why it's been around for so long because it it is a game that people, for whatever reason, gravitate towards. And you know, I'd rather have friends and family playing Catan than Monopoly, you know, because I think <laughs> yeah. this is an easier way to get into the hobby um, from, from this step here. So Star Trek Catan, because it's Star Trek and it's, you know, my favorite, the original series. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a pretty decent ranking. I'm going to say it's a seven point, seven point uh, four five. Uh, right. The final, my final ranking, Star Trek Catan. I can't comment because I've never had a chance to play it. I would definitely love to as a dyed in the wool Trekkie mm -hmm. myself. I have to admit, I've only ever played Catan once. Uh, ever. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I thought it was a pretty cool game. I'd happily play it again. It's just I've never really been in a situation. It's not, it's not a game that comes up um, in our circles that often. Plus, of course, Catan and Star Trek Catan is a minimum three-player game. What the heck? Where's the freaking, you know, anniversary yeah. edition with Automa rules? To I mean, these days, yeah. I mean, every game is throwing all kinds of solo modes in Automa rules. I'm, I'm sure there must be dozens of people who have made automated players for you to play against. And I would think Catan would be very automatable um yeah and i would love them to do yeah. it with a star trek Catan reprint because i would so love to play this and i mean what you just described i didn't reckon i didn't realize there was anything other than just a retheme i thought it was just oh it's the same mm -hmm. game with um little uh 
enterprises instead of just sticks yeah. representing roads. But the fact that they actually changed it up thematically sounds like it's yep. even better. Yeah. Yeah, I I would definitely recommend this. Um, give it give it a shot once. And you know, when, when you played Catan, were you had you already been in the hobby for a oh, while? Oh yeah, or was yeah, it yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd yeah. already been. Well, no, actually, I think it was still in my first year of gaming of of you know being a, a converted game okay. geek. Maybe the second year. Um, yeah. So it was still fairly new to me, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. And at the time, you know, it's one of the few games I played that really features that much trade between players, which is something I absolutely love. Of course, yeah. I never see it because I only play two player games where trade is practically an impossibility because of the zero-sum nature right. i will never give you something that helps you uh, unless it helps me more and you'll never accept right. that deal so therefore no deal will ever be made um yeah. is yeah. at least when you're playing with me and jen because we both play hard no uh, that's uh and that's a fair point and i think that's the the appeal of base game Catan, right you have this game and it has that very monopoly like uh thing where you know you can trade a bunch of stuff and you're is a constant like player interaction you know in monopoly you roll move and then you got to pay other players when you land on the spaces whereas Catan, it's constantly you know two sheep for a, a wood or whatever they, they, they you know you can trade uh so i think it all it's it's been around for what 20 years now it's still going strong i mean they they sell a ton of copies of Catan, and I, you know, I'm yeah. all for it. You know, it's, it's something maybe I'm not going to play all the time, but Star Trek Catan is definitely, definitely the one for me. I think it is a very, very the position it has taken as the eff- uh, effective ambassador of board gaming to the greater, broader world. I think it does its job great for that. Uh, it Agreed. is a bummer that there's no two. I mean, I do think there's a fundamental flaw in that. Oh, it's only for groups. But you know what? Most people, that's yeah. what they think of. Oh, you don't play board games just a two-player. I mean, that's something that people can sidle their way into later. Uh, yeah. Um, and honestly, yeah. without... And they do... Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and they do have the two-player version called Rivals for Catan. Oh, that's which, a mean game. Yeah, it's, it is really mean. And it's... Um, I would say it's Catan-ish. It's not like it's not like pure Catan. It, it gives yeah. you that oh, yeah, yeah. It's feeling of it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a different game. Oh, totally, yeah. totally, yeah. A yep. uh, quick question from uh, We Soloed. Uh, are you either are either of you excited for Star Trek: Strange New Worlds? Oh my God, I am. I am. Uh, yeah, that's this week, isn't it? Yes. This week we've got the final episode of Moon Knight, which I'll be staying up till midnight for. We've got the first mm-hmm. episode of Star Trek: New Worlds, which I'll be staying up till midnight for, and then we've got yeah. Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, which I will be seeing at four p.m. <laughs> this Thursday. Come hell nice. or high water. So, um, yeah, this, I, I'm, uh, I am, uh, very geek happy this week in a big, 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 big bad way. I am really excited for Star Trek Strange New Worlds because I actually know someone that's worked on the show. I'm really excited. Yeah. So, uh, my buddy, Matt, who's a part of tabletop live network. That's our monthly, uh, tabletop, uh, stream over there on Twitch. He does a stream called Silver Metal Tavern and he actually works in the, uh, in Hollywood. He does, I think he's an editor or something. And for like the last year, he's been like dropping hints, but he hasn't said he couldn't talk anything as NDAs and stuff. But recently, he's finally said, I can finally tell you guys what I've been working on. And Richard, he is a Star Trek geek through and through. So this yeah. is like a dream control for Matt. Wow. Um, so he's like, yeah, he's worked what, on the new Star Trek. He, uh, he, he works in Hollywood. I think he's an editor for sh- uh, shows. Um, or wow. Something like that. Yeah, so he landed his dream job about a year Jeez ago in the, during the pandemic. Yeah, I'm so excited for Matt. I'm so excited to see the show uh, as well. So That's amazing. Really, really happy. Yeah, really cool. Um, so people are uh, saying that your mic is still a little low, I think. Um, yeah, I was just messing with it a little bit more, bringing myself up okay. a bit, bringing you down a bit. According to my the, the little visual meters I've got, we're pretty close. 
But okay. um, you know, keep keep weighing in, folks. I've just hopefully made some more adjustments. Eclectic Camel, five month subscription. Haven't you learned wow. yet? You've been here long enough to know that we don't know what we're doing, but we appreciate the vote of confidence. That is fantastic. Starting Thank to work on our next Camel. RVR. We already do have an <laughs> RVR lined up this month. It's for um oh on tour. Uh, yes, the, uh, I cannot wait. Yeah, the the Paris New York expansion. So yeah, very excited about that one. But more, more unlocking, more subscribing, more yes. um, following, more bits, and all the things will get unlocked. <laughs> this is not one yeah. of those shows that we just put a oh let's just put a progress meter in the corner of the screen and then it fills up and then we just put another one up. No, we give you no. stuff if you unlock stuff here. <laughs> we we try anyway. We try. All righty. Um, Here's an argument suggestion from Bing. The mic, really, really? They say oh, me. I mean, I'm looking. I'm. I am practically at this point, barely peeking into the red. If I go any hotter, huh. it's. I'm just going to be completely blown out the entire time. Kabuki kid, yeah. are you sure it's not you? Perhaps yeah. you're. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Anyone um, else want to weigh in on the volume? Let yeah, 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 know. definitely, definitely. Um, it would be definitely good to get that fixed before the show starts proper, because we're still in the pre-show right now. Speaking yeah. of which, um, did anybody have any suggestions for an argument? I did see one, yeah. Kirk versus Bing's, Picard. Car- Kirk versus Picard. Yep, oh, yeah, I see, you just saw it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, as far as well, argument, that's I think the only we're both one I've seen. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm OG Kirk. I exactly, mean, we both are. We are both of a certain I mean, age. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what though? I mean, Picard. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I do like Picard. I see. It's just I, I just I grew up. Okay, with Kirk, if we're both Kirkman, we can make this interesting. Uh, best second place: Picard versus Cisco. Oh man, I haven't watched too many. Yeah, oh, okay, what yeah, Cisco? Yeah, yeah. He is uh, um, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. What, yep. what shows? Uh, Deep Space. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, much of that, so I I have no opinion on that, unfortunately. We got to find something to argue about. Um, we had don't we talked about donuts the other day. That wasn't really an argument, but we did learn that yes, apple fritters were. Yeah. were, I, were I have an argument with the world the that apple fritters yeah. are still the best. <laughs> Wesley points out Archer is the best captain. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Enterprise is so woefully underrated. Probably Trek series number three, maybe. Number wow. Two, okay, I need to frankly. watch it. Yeah, yeah. I was turned. I don't know why I was turned off of that because show everybody and their out. mother complained about it. Um, Maybe that's what it and was. When it, when, yeah. it, when it was totally unwarranted. The show had one of the best first seasons of any Trek, and by the third and fourth season, it was some of the best Trek ever, quite frankly. It was up there wow. with the best of Deep Space Nine. Now, still, as we both know, the greatest Star Trek of all time is Star Trek Lower Decks. Lower Decks, and I haven't watched Lower Decks. Uh, all right, so I was but... thinking maybe we could have a fight there, but can't. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, we got okay. Some people. Uh, okay, they, they're they're agreeing. Yes. Um, we we saw yes. Enterprise gets a bad rap, but it has such a great arching arching plot. Yep. Oh, interesting. I don't know that. Um, oh, here's a quick comment from Meeple's Mocktails. Kind of feel the need to ask: Did either Rod or Will have chance to see unbearable weight of mass? I am very excited to see that movie. I am going out of my way to try to know nothing about it. I get the impression from what little I do know that I want to go in and as uh, and as you know, I'm I, I feel so lucky that I knew almost nothing about the Matrix when I saw it, and um, you oh, know, and yeah. I, I want that to be the same yeah. thing for this. So I'm very excited from everything I've heard, but I'm actively trying not to hear anything. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't I'm know. the same it, way. The only thing I know it, it's it's Nicolas Cage, right? That's the only thing I know. No, no. Or, or, or which one was, was that? The massive talent one. Yeah, isn't it? 
Oh, I thought I, I what was the question again? I thought they were talking about the Michelle Yeoh one. Oh, that one I want to go see too. That one's once. everything That's the all one I'm at super once. Super excited yes. about. Yeah, same here. Yep. Yeah, which is the one I'm actively trying to avoid, knowing as knowing as little. Or I'm trying to know as little as possible. Yeah, the yeah. Nick Cage one that looks like a lot of fun too. Um, but yep. you know, there's only one movie that I will actually go to the theater for, uh, and that's a Marvel movie at this point, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, everything else. I mean, if for no other reason, because you know, come Friday, my entire um, YouTube feed is going to be full of nothing but thumbnails of spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for everything. Yep. And so yep. I have to see it. Uh, you know, but I, I'm I'm going to go see it anyway. Jan and I are going to be seeing it on Thursday. Uh, oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, Hmm. Somebody, uh, uh, we, we could s- argue about best of um, second Spock versus Data. Although, of course, it's really be Spock yeah. versus uh, uh, Riker, which isn't quite right. Um, yeah. Back to board games. I mean, the, the the best designer of all time is pretty good. We were just talking about Catan. You want to do like a best gateway? Or no, yeah. we, we, we yeah, didn't even talk about best ticket to ride. Yeah, let's do best gateway. That's a good one. Um, well, let's see. What is if, if I had to use a gateway for anybody in the universe, uh, oh, it's so hard. It is. It's, uh, man. These arguments are hard. And you know I what? Know. The longer we th- the quibble and think about it, the longer we are prevented from doing a top three. Let's do a top three. Yeah. Folks, throw some top three uh, suggestions at us. Top three Star Trek series. Top three... Um, gateway games, whatever, and we will do a vote, and we will come up with a top three. If we find it much easier for us to find things we agree on than disagree on. <laughs> um, <mean> seriously, yeah. <laughs> three, uh, yeah. So type those in, folks, and we'll, we're going to narrow them down here. Yep. So. <laughs> and we've already done donuts. Uh, right off the bat, yeah. Top, top three, three, not, three, not donuts. donuts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yep. Uh, let's see. Top three Marvel uh, op games. Okay. I, IP games, I would say. Oh, I um, think we did do a top three Uve. Didn't we do that last week? We, we did. did that last we have week, done. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we could certainly yeah. do a different designer, but we did. I mean, that was actually last week's yeah. subject was top three Uves. Yeah. Top three vacation you like that? spots. Okay. Vacation, okay, that vacation sort of cool. spots. <laughs> okay. This just made me laugh. Bing says, top three things you disagree on. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, Duchess, oh hi Duchess. Duchess says top three Kinesia. Right. I mean, we just talked about the greatest designer recently, but I mean, we can. Do uh, no, that. I, I think that's a reasonable one. Okay. I bet you anything is going to um, get the most right now. Whatever anybody else comes up with, I bet you that's going to be. The okay, one. we got to throw in one food thing. Top three summertime treats. I'm okay with that. Summertime treats. Okay. All right. Okay. How many more do we need? Um, we're only doing one. What that? Yeah. Uh, pick one of those three, folks. Vacation spots, okay. summertime treats, and. Uh, uh, Kinesia Games. Yeah. All right. And okay. now I need to show your face. Uh, let's just come back over here. There we go. Wow, this is a good one. I don't know if I can name top three Sid Saxon games from Kabuki Kid. Like, I know I, he's done yeah. Acquire and Can't Stop. I But I know he's done a bunch of great games, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Yep. And, I mean, I, I'd be uh, ill-suited for that because I I don't think I've played any of them. And, you know, quite frankly, I suspect most of them don't work very well with two. Because it was a different oh. time and there were different requirements. Yeah. You've never played Can't Stop? I have never played Can't Stop. Wow. I remember that's what we talked about last week because what was it? Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm thinking of Diamant Ink and Gold. I've never played Ink and Gold. Ink and Gold, yeah. Because yeah. it's a three player minimum game and it's getting a basically a sequel right. called Diamond Dig. And right, it's like, oh, it right. supports two. I mean, and I don't know. Is Can't Stop any good at two? I bet it's not. 
No, it's it's fun at two. Yeah, Michelle really? and I enjoy it. Yeah. It it probably goes a little long for what it is, but I just for pure push your luck. Again, this game is like forty years old. It's it was way ahead of its time. And yeah, like Sid Saxon, so many of his games were were just brilliant. Okay, let's look at the uh, list. We've got about forty five seconds left, folks. Kanitsi is in the lead. No one wants to hear about vacation spots. No, <laughs> summertime treats. I thought we'd get a few more votes, but it looks like Kanitsi. People hey, want to hear about board hey, games. Apparently. I've just had the assumption can't stop is not going to be any good for two, but according to Board Game Geek, sixty five percent of respondents recommend it. Only five percent don't recommend it. Thirty uh, percent oh, okay. say it's best at two. Well, I, all right. I then. can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, somehow I had just equated it and ink and gold in my head, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like, oh, ink and gold is three, so it can't stop. As folks can see, I've just put it on my wish list. I will definitely have to nice. can't stop uh, a try. And yeah. how is it coming down to? Oh, my gosh. A last Getting minute. Getting close. Huge. Hey, wow. For summertime. Whoa. Wow. What? Who, who I did, did that? Not... I didn't see that coming. I thought we were locked in for Kinesia for sure. Oh my I was gosh. ready to do it. I was ready to talk yeah. about the doctor. But no, we're going to talk about um, summertime treats. Well, okay. of course, can we just get ice cream out of the way? You know, the old, yeah, that's uh, the, the, the number one, man. right? Of course. Obviously, yeah. that is the very definition of summertime treats. And yeah. we could just do the best three things in the ice cream van. But we will not. We'll just say anything in the <laughs> ice cream van is number one, obviously. Oh, You know, it's funny. I, for the ice cream man, I would pick... Uh, I would go. Uh, I would pick a non ice cream item out of an ice cream really? truck uh, for my number one. Yeah, you know, just something from my childhood. I'll never forget the ice cream man. Our local ice cream man. He had this thing where you could buy a bag of, you know, like a little bag of Doritos chips, and he would he would always ask you, you know, just a little snack bag. He would ask you, do you want uh, chili sauce? I was like, and I would say yes. And what he did, he would just uh, drop a couple of drops of Tabasco or whatever sauce he had. That introduced me to the wonderful world of hot sauce because of the ice cream man. So that's my number one. That guy was time. going way off book. <laughs> way off book. But it was great. I He's was completely like, oh forgotten my gosh. His total remit there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was, it was the best. And then after that, of course, I'd, I'd get a bomb pop or, you know, whatever, fudgesicle or, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that, that is the definition of uh, summer right there are uh, the ice cream. So ice cream is number one. Yep. Oh. What about something healthy, like fruit? Like, I think watermelon is, like, a summertime fruit. Watermelon is obviously a uh, favorite, and I honestly, I think we would be suspect if we did not include watermelon yeah. on the list. Uh, yeah. Although, I'll be honest, I have never been a fan of watermelon. I, really? I, I really don't enjoy any melon at all. But really? so, I, my whole well, life, no cantaloupe, no honeydew, no them, watermelon? Them, oh, my gosh. The texture, oh. the flavors, none of them have ever worked for me. But wow. uh, I will not deny the fact that that is definitely a me thing, and I've certainly been ostracized at social gatherings my entire life for being the one. Although, actually, I was also very, oh, would you like my watermelon? Here you go. I, I tried it. It still tastes the same as it did last time. Does anybody have an apple yeah. or a banana, perhaps, that I could partake okay. in? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, not a problem. Yeah, a nice crisp apple is always refreshing. Yeah. Okay, so we've got ice cream, we've got watermelon. What yes. is another summertime treat that's got to be on our top three of all time definitive list? Well, I mean, you think summertime, you, you think obviously uh, about the heat and all that too. So yeah. you know, stuff like shaved ice or Slurpees. Um, oh man, okay. now that's what I had a lot of when I was a little Slurpees. kid. My parents uh, always talked about I had this eerie sixth sense that I could always just close my eyes, reach out, and say, there's going to be a 7-Eleven around the next corner. Even though we were in a place oh. I'd never been before. I could just detect them somehow. Um, 
I would imagine maybe I had uh, somehow subconsciously tapped into the urban planning methodology that uh, 7-Eleven actually pursued <laughs> to make sure they were on every... Or, or of course... It really wasn't that hard to guess. The same way you could nowadays do the same thing with Starbucks, I suppose. But, right, um, right. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what about I'm okay with pop? Slurpees. What about... Are, What's you, that? you want Slurpees? Yeah, because uh, I was... You know, again, it's one of those things that is or just... Or any of the offshoots, of course. I mean, you know, there's lots of different variations. But yeah, you know, icy of, yeah. of flavored ice. Um, yeah. I think, I think that is the right call, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, again, it it's all relates back to our childhood. But even these, you know, what's funny? Like, what happened to Seven Eleven? Why aren't they? I, it's all Starbucks now. Is, what happened to our local Seven Eleven? I am there... sure there's probably a very good article on the Atlantic about that or something. You know, the, the yeah. rise and fall of Seven Eleven. Or I mean, yeah. you're right. Maybe it was Starbucks. Uh, you know, muscled in on their territory. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, as a kid, my parents got Seven Eleven coffee, and I mean, what else yeah, is Seven Eleven good same. for? I mean, it, um. Snacks. You can always get snacks there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get I mean, I mean if, but if I were to think of what I would do for Seven Eleven, I mean, that would just be at a gas station convenience store. And come to think of it, I mean, maybe that's 7-11s what happened. Ever gas stations? I don't really. Maybe that. I don't feel like yeah. there's a one-to-one connection between the Seven Eleven franchise and a gas station. Yeah, you're right. Because I know there was a Seven Eleven in our neighborhood that did not have a gas pump, but then there was another one in the next city that did. So interesting. Yeah, I'm going to assume they were just muscled out because uh, most of them, there's one big thing they don't offer. Um, Mm -hmm. The guzzling, the... uh uh that keeps everybody going that would be my assumption but i don't know yeah um softening razor says nyc still has a million 7-elevens okay maybe it's just a west coast thing maybe, maybe it yeah. just they just took off that well, west coast. oh you know why They're, that actually supports it because who drives in nyc who needs a gas station in nyc right mm-hmm. um okay yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i mean because I, 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 where does one go to get gas in New York City? I drove in New York City once a million years ago. I don't have any visual of of a gas station anywhere in yeah. on Manhattan proper. I'm sure they must exist. Yeah, somewhere. you know, you're right. It's funny that the, the the one time I drove in New York, I actually ended up getting gas in New Jersey. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you get gas in New York. Uh, yeah, uh, JW Spiker, that's what I'm thinking. The 7-Eleven just on the West Coast went away because um, I know there's 7-Elevens around the world. They're still like out there. Yeah. Um, my last trip to the Philippines, I swear, I saw more 7-Elevens there than I have in California in years. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's an interesting take. Um, oh, there, oh, there's some really... People are talking about cucumbers and strawberries for summer treats. Would you do a cucumber as a summer treat? Well, can we just change watermelon to fruit? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do fruit. I'm okay with that because yeah. uh, fruit is a very summertime snack. That's a yeah. better, yeah. Uh, and I honestly, I would even go so far as to put that in the number one slot and the ice cream van in the number two slot. What? Really? Only to set a good example for the youngins. Oh, okay, yeah. We we need we, that's right. We are we are role models here. We <laughs> of course oh, encourage yeah, yeah. people to eat fresh fruit and not um uh sweet and, and or salty snacks from the ice cream man. So. And you know what in all okay, honesty, there you have it, folks. These huh. days, if you offered me some really good fresh fruit that of the type I like, as opposed to whatever they have in ice cream vans now, honestly I'd probably take the fruit. As yeah. a as a newly 53-year-old man, when it boils right down to it. <laughs> Watching out for the health. I love yep. that. Um, yep, yep, yep. Now, do you ever do, like, I, I love doing this with f- certain fruits, like, say, for an example, an apple. Slice it up. Or even a cucumber. You slice that up, and then you add some, uh, 
like spice to it, like either salt or like they have like chili and uh, lemon spice. Uh, and usually at like um, like a uh, a mar- uh, Latino market. You ever do that? No, I, I oh, it's honestly it's I I I have I mean I I, I can handle spicy food. Uh, it's, uh-huh. it's not like you know, I'll, I'll run screaming to the you know the glass of milk or anything like that. But it's never yeah. something that I seek out. You know, Jen and I we lived in Texas in Austin, Texas for three years, and that certainly oh, okay. got me very very acclimated to the very very high end or the higher end of the Scoville scale. But it was never something yeah. that I said, "Oh, I love this." It was always yeah. like, "Oh, well, I, I guess I can tolerate this now," but I don't know that I needed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's something about just, you know, adding a little there. There's one, oh God, what, what is the, there's a mix called tahine, which is available in most supermarkets nowadays, where it's just like this blend of uh, salt and a little spice. Um, and it's uh, all, it's always in Latino markets, but you just use it on like either cucumber or fruit. It, it just, it gives that, oh, it's so good. And it keeps the refreshing part of the fruit mm. with just a little salt to bring out the, the flavor. It's okay. wonderful. So. Highly recommend it. I and uh, Force of Glasses with me. Thank you, Force of Glasses. You know what you're talking about, my friend. Um, who else here? Uh, oh, this is a good question here. Richard, um, let's see. Kabuki Kid asks, you're an ice cream maven. Ooh. Do you prefer soft or hard ice cream? Um, Honestly, if they're equally good, I'll take soft serve. But it okay. is very rare to find soft serve just you know, on a quality level, that's as good as even lower level hard ice cream. Yep. I don't know I why that is, but really amazing soft serve is the best thing in the universe. It's just usually it's not. Usually it's a little crystally or it's a little bland or and um, mm-hmm. so I mean I yeah. And in a perfect yeah. world, I take soft serve, but generally it's very rare that you'll find good enough stuff. I think. Yeah. Dungeon South System has a great point. Barbecue is indeed a, also a summertime treat. And you know what, Dungeon? I've just, you've, you've totally convinced me. Barbecue needs to be on this list. I'm sorry. So it we're expanding to savories now. I mean, yeah, I guess the definition of treat, and it gets you one step closer to your watermelon again, because barbecue and watermelon <laughs> go hand in hand, and then corn on the cob and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. What, what, what are you giving up then? You're giving up slurpees? So, yeah, I got to give up slurpees. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I got to keep the fruit. Yeah, uh, ice oh, cream, barbecue. fruit, and barbecue. Yeah, good barbecue on a, on a summer day. Again, I'm a Southern bar- California born and raised guy, and I will always enjoy my summertime barbecues. Um, even though I don't eat as much meat as, as I used to, I feel like all the meat I've consumed throughout my life is, you know, taking care of me for the rest of my years here on Earth. And uh, now I'll have some chicken, but I, I will stay away from most of the red meat. But yeah, barbecue is indeed a right. summertime treat. That's it then. Definitive. Number three. Yes. Uh, barbecue. Number two, ice cream. Uh, number one, fruit. Fruit. Wait, number one's gonna be fruit. Okay. Yes. Well, oh, that's right. Because we're because we're, we're about good the kids, stewards right. of, uh, right. of future generations here. <laughs> nice, um, nice, nice. Okay. There you go, folks. That's your top three all right. of all-time definitive list of uh, summertime treats. And we still haven't come up with an argument, have we? Have you seen anybody? I mean, we could do stuff like best Kanichiya game. Seeing as yeah. how when you and I did Best Designer and Kanichiya won, spoiler alert from a few weeks ago, folks, we could yeah. then do Best Kanichiya Game, but we might yeah. agree on the same one, I bet. Really? Oh. You know, I have a surprise pick, actually. I think, uh, yeah, you, it's going to be my surprise pick. Well, my, my gut feeling is 3, 2, 1, Quest for Eldorado. Samurai. 
Samurai. Oh, I said Samurai. Mm. Yeah. Samurai is very Quest good. Quest for Eldorado. Okay. But I'm not sure. I like I Quest. might actually put Witchstone over Eldorado now, actually. Ooh. And Witchstone is one of the... I mean, it's one of many that I have not played, but I know that's a recent uh, one that people have Well, you have, have to play it, it, and then maybe we'll come back to it. Plus, I don't know if it's kind of yeah. cheating, because he had a co-designer on it, so it's not a pure Knizia. Uh, oh, that's well. right. So that's there's right. that also. Okay. But, okay. um... No, Okay. We're at twelve forty-seven. We gotta actually start doing. Oh, we got it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. We'll come um, back to the argument next time. Yeah. If uh, if they had chosen, what was the? Oh, if they had chosen top three Kanitia, that would have been pretty quick, I think. But yeah, treats. We went yeah. long on treats. We did. I was surprised uh, it's, myself. It's all good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well then, before we get to the show, it is now time for us to give you folks something, or to give one of you. One thing. Uh, the contest this week was for... Well, it depended. It depends on the winner. If the winner is in North America, they will get a uh, bundle of Viral from sponsor of the show, Arcane Wonder. Viral in the new expansion, The Hive. Um, and if it's anyplace else in the world, they will get a bundle for Encyclopedia, uh, which is available for pre-order right now. It had a very successful Kickstarter run. So, let me find the wheel. Do I still have the wheel? No, I don't have the wheel anymore because I went looking at Can't Stop. Um, <laughs> right. Because, which I have added to my wish list, as I said. Yes. So what is I it? think oh. you're going to like it. it. For pure push, push your luck, it's it's very, very good. Oh, it's, it's something I should just play. I should just play just to have the institutional yeah. knowledge of it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a short-sighted thing. And honestly, I just you... dismissed it because I equated it to Ink and Gold in my, and Diamat in my head. And that was clearly wrong. Got it. You can play it on uh, Board Game Arena. It's free on Board Game Arena if you want to play it on there. I could, but I'd rather play it for Reelsy Reels. All righty. Same. I, I feel the same way. Yep. Now, do we have like special music or whatever for the wheel? Today? Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yes. Um, let's see. Let's customize. And instead of a ticking sound, we're not going to do the drum roll. Um, <laughs> oh, did I say we were going to do fi- silent film score? Uh, yes. Which means we can have the amazing plan, the grand chase, the merry-go-round, the super circus, or something random. Ooh. What do you like? Grand Chase sounds sort of All right. Cool. Le Grand Chase. That is our sound. And um, let me just make sure that uh, sound is actually working. Um, let's just go to YouTube really quick. And because that last week I had sound messed up. And um, oh, what, what does Patrick Stewart have to say? He's always li- nice to listen to. Look, look at him go. Oh, no, I just picked something <laughs> tragic details about Patrick Stewart. Um, let's see here. So, yeah, there is no audio. Why is that? I thought I had set this up ahead of time. Oh, I know why. ...drawn to the theater because it provided refuge from his troubled home life. Though okay. It also took him a long time to be able to truly cut loose on stage. As he tried- okay, folks, did you just hear some tragic uh, facts about Patrick Stewart right there? Uh, if you did, I think it's working okay correctly. Uh, in a few seconds, someone will tell me. Uh, yep they heard it okay cool 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 then uh we can go back to the wheel of names and uh it is the grand chase with one lucky winner let's see who it is all right good luck everybody yeah i like it uh, has a well, that's just, uh, all right here we go if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. 
Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Women. <laughs> Hannah is the Hannah. winner. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if anything other than just the the the, the clicky sound works. Yeah, that's all fine and dandy until it slows down to a crawl, and then the music just keeps all that up tempo. It's just quite silly. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yep. So, all right. Well, Hannah, congrats, Hannah. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I will be contacting you later to see um, what it is you're going to get because I have no idea. But congratulations. Okay. And uh, we're going to give away more so. Oh, so here's an interesting twist, folks. Because nobody won the viral um, uh, pack, that means viral is going to be up for this week again. Uh, we're Rather than what I've done in the past where, okay, let's do two. Let's have one for North America and one for elsewhere. And it was a royal pain. And I had to keep track of two lists. And it was a lot of work, a ton of work. I figured, okay, well, hey, viral is up again. And um, so that means I'm going to have to get it down so I can show it during the show that you could potentially win wait oh but no i can't because i don't know who hannah is oh i didn't even think of this let's see if hannah told me where they are in the world in my email you can't see my email right i'm not sharing my screen i'm sure cannot see okay then let's looky loo here uh to the old all right from oh that's the wrong directory uh from hannah 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 Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Uh, Hannah did not say where uh, she is from. And she has a Yahoo account. So that doesn't tell me anything either. Uh, it been like, uh, you know, German accounts often have a very specific. Uh, but nope. So, wow, this is tricky. How are we going to do this? Did not think about this. Just had the idea of, oh, look. Well, we'll just keep going until viral is one. Then we move the next one in. But, of course... Cannot do that because I have no idea what has actually been won. So I think well, what we're going to do is we're going to go on ahead and say, you know what? The prize this week is a new game for Sean's show, uh, Sherlock 13. And for the rest of the world, it will be, what is it? Um, oh, uh, another Azul bundle, which I have to get ready. I have to get that on screen, oh, nice. don't I? Yes, I do. Okay. So, um cool. See what the people are talking about uh, while I actually do a little bit more show prep, which I should have done yeah, before no we went live an hour ago. But I did not clearly do because I clearly am making it up as I go. Yeah, no worries. Uh, <clears throat> our friend A Foxy one hi, Jackie, uh, says, I love that I just came in during chaos. Yeah, that's pretty much the R&R <laughs> pre-show. It's chaos, folks. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, uh, good to see you here, Brenner. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, Ruckus, a Yahoo older than the internet. I still have an old Yahoo account that I check occasionally. Do you? Um, yeah. Um, I used it mainly for my fantasy football league of 20 years, but I recently retired from the football league because I, my, my tolerance or my passion for sports watching has declined over the years and to the point where I no longer care about fantasy football teams. (laughs) Um, Dungeon Sound System says, finally played uh, Moonrakers. Nice. Uh, last weekend was a bit afraid of the negotiation, but it was a blast. That game is fantastic. Yes. Um, you know what? Just, just for you, um, who was that? Dungeon Sound System. I just got this in. This is the Moonrakers expansion. Really? Um, who's yeah, Moonrakers from? I feel like they had some other game that I know. 
uh, Veiled Fate and Veiled then Mythic Fate. Mischief. Thinking, yeah, this was this was the prequel to Veiled Fate. Right, this was they did this before yes. Veiled Fate, and then Veiled Fate yeah. blew up hugely. Yes, mm-hmm. that that game was oh they they really they crushed it with that game. Uh, so yeah, Moonraker is the new expansion. Um, that's all I can say. I can't say anything else. I haven't even it, it literally just showed up in my mailbox a couple of days ago, and you know we have to like abide by their not embargo, but uh, I will be. I, I can say this: I will be live streaming at some point in the near future. In the month of May. Uh, not, not that soon. Probably oh, okay. uh, closer to summertime. Yep. Wow! So you got but a layer. Super excited. Yeah. Um, but. They have this expansion. It's. I mean, it's. Have you played Moonrakers? No, I've. I. Uh, nor have I played Veiled Fate. Oh, Moonrakers is fantastic. Really? It's a deck building game, sci-fi game, and it's got negotiation built into it. And Does a that really mean it's interesting a two-player two- game. No, it's got a really interesting two-player variant. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, you can play it two players. Yes, and it works. Surprisingly, it works. Okay. Well, yeah. then, um, you know what that means? Board game geek, Moonrakers. I love this. Folks, uh, while you're in chat, whatever happened to Tom from MySpace? Wrong answers only. Thanks for our friend, uh, Jackie. A Foxy one. I love, I know, you know what the real answer I think is Tom just quit MySpace and become like, he just traveled the world and took photos. He's just like a photographer now. So do you remember MySpace, Richard? Were you on a MySpace? No, I totally missed the MySpace generation. I was aware Uh, of it and I did not understand the purpose of it. So I just, uh, I, 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 I was totally, yep. I, I probably even made one. Messed with it for five yeah. seconds and thought, well, this is pointless. I don't come to the internet to be social <laughs> um, or tell yeah, anybody about yeah. myself. What would, why would anybody do this? I imagine it's probably what I thought at the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I remember uh, MySpace. I remember Friendster and then now Facebook. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, okay, so are we good to go? Yes, I think so. I had to put Moonrakers on my wish list. Although, Board Game Geek well, says the community says it's a th- uh, recommended three to five, not recommended two player. Is it just a case that most people don't know about the two player variant? Do you think? No, it's it's in the rule book. They they have it in the ah, back. Or of the rule okay, book. yeah. Sometimes those get released after the fact, kind of a thing. Yeah, like like yeah. Fantasy Realms, and you know nobody knows Fantasy Realms is, plays fantastically at two. Um, right. Although right. that's in the rule book too. They just don't say it on the box. They say it's a three player minimum game. Hmm. Anyway, yes. Yeah. I think we're ready okay. to go. Uh, because okay. uh, we're going to do another unboxing. I have not opened this yet, and we'll be giving oh, away okay. this versus uh, Azul Summer Pavilion, which you've played, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So you can talk about Love that Pavil- a little bit, Love and Pavilion, uh, we'll see yeah. how that goes. Well, we need a secret word. What is a secret word? Well, we were just talking about summertime treats. Yes, we, we could were. do summertime or treats or both. Um I can probably work summertime into, um, yeah, I can work summertime in. Oh, good. Because I was going to say I can't. Okay. I could work Star Trek in, but it would be so blatantly obvious as to be pointless. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. hey, last week, um, drums was your secret word. Where'd you work that in? I'm sure people had a tough time finding it. Drums. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember. Where did I? You put it in the gig. Oh, the gig. It was early. Yeah. It was literally it was the, the first one. And it was the only one. one that had anything to do with music. And yep. we had like a 30% increase in correct identification. Ah, and I suspect yeah. a lot of those people were like, okay, I don't need to watch this. Obviously, it's going to be in the gig. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was, so, I thought, hilarious. Yeah. I remember that was the very first, that's the first time I've ever done the secret word on the very first game. Yeah. I, I always try to put it like later in the show, but I, it, it was just too easy, you know, and I, yeah. But, 
summertime i can work into a game and uh yeah i I, i'm good to go all right then the the secret word is summertime some some summertime Oh, oh, what Spiska does make a good point. Should be Star Wars because May 4th tomorrow. Happy early May the 4th. My gosh. Um, we could, if you really feel the, the urge, honestly, I I do have R2D2 back here behind me. Um, but I, I don't think I can work Star Wars into my game. I mean, I could force it, but it'd be really stupid. I mean, I could do it, but again, it'd be really obvious. Unless, I mean, I don't yeah. know what's on your list, so people might see some of yours. Do you have any? Yeah. Or do you, do you, you have one? Or it'd be in it. Uh. I, I would literally have to just force force that uh, Star Wars into one of these games. It, Can I be, be honest? Like way too obvious. The, the more I see of Disney Plus Star Wars shows, the less of a fan of Star Wars I am, quite frankly. Oh. There's your argument. There what are you is. saying? There it is. What are you well, saying? We will That's not your... do it right now, but the next time we do an argument, we're going to argue. It'll that. be something just that. about the 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 Star Wars extended TV live shows. Should they exist? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We need more. That. Oh my! Well, you know what? We need less of is Marvel Cinematic Universe. How about that? <laughs> you want to make that argument? <laughs> I don't Let's think you do. do this. I think next show we need to do this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We found our argument. Um, there it uh, is. Folks. Disney Plus Star Wars shows. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Because cool. Just nah. uh, um, by and large. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. R- 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 R2's yeah. right here. Don't, don't, don't say this with R2 right behind me. Uh, yep. Yes, of course. <laughs> I think. Okay. So the argument is in place. Come back yes. next week. Um, we will miss May the 4th, but in honor of May the 4th, we will argue about how it's time to put all these childish things behind us, I suppose. <laughs> I love how you put that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll save the argument for next week, folks. But uh, again, we're going to take the show here. And if we have some time left over, we'll do some Q&A um, yep. as well. So stick around. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So then, all right. I just know a little bit more setup. I've got... So we're, all right, I've got this. We're going to open this. Hey, what's on the table? It's Sherlock. Let's do an unboxing. We did one last week. It was a lot of fun. So we're going to unbox this. Then we're going to do the giveaway. It's this. And do I still have the image? Or Azul Summer Pavilion. Well, you've played this, and you can talk about that a little bit. Uh, so folks mm-hmm. are interested in the two games. We will tell them they have to listen for someone. Who knows who? Of course, you folks know, since you're here early, it's Ruel who's going to say summertime. So you have to listen for him, not me, saying it. Mm-hmm. And... um. And then we'll continue our countdown, number 40 to 31 in our top 100, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. right. Okay. Oh, have you confirmed that you can put text on the bottom of the screen? Uh, yes, I did. You I did? Okay, that so that's all set up, ready to go then. Yep. Phew. Okay. And you know what? Now, now you got me paranoid. Let me Yeah, let me yeah, just double, triple it. check. Just double check, triple check. Test. Is test showing up? Yes. Okay, I will resync it back to the R&R pre-show right now. Yep, awesome, perfect. Okay, okay then cool, cool, the cool. last thing we need to do before we go is uh, get the blood pumping with a battle royale. A battle. All right, bum, battle bum, bum, royale. Bum, 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 there we go. And um, folks who are new to the show wondering, what? Are we going to fight? Yes. The uh, subscribers of the show are going to engage now in an epic duel to the death. 
um, with one lucky winner getting 100 points of customization gold they can use. Oh my gosh, look at this turnout. Oh my, wow. wow. Okay, West Lloyd <laughs> is gigantic with, uh, he's basically father time, and he is just smacking down everybody. He's the biggest wow. target on the field, and no one can lay a glove on him with that big, gigantic um, uh, old man. Kane and the Angel Wings. Oh, but I spoke too soon. Uh, they're dogpiling. He's down to 50% health. Uh, he went from um, hero to zero, although he's still holding on. Um, you know, right in it with uh, Meeple Brook. Uh, he's running for it. Karthik throws down. Meeple Pete's trying to hit him from the back, and he finally was taken out. But Meeple Pete wow. is um, going up against me, and that was a mistake, Meeple Pete. Uh, Meeple Pete has pretty much wiped me out. Sea Otter uh, brings the Halo <laughs> Sword, and then he heals. Okay, Sea Otter playing the role of Master Chief. That is the Halo Sword, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, mm -hmm. Goes up against Ruel Gaviola. Ruel Gaviola makes a run for the health pack. Ruel, what's it going to be? What is your strategy at this point, Ruel? Bring it. Run for the health pack, Ruel. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. Health oh, pack. my gosh. Yes. But no, Sea Otter's got another one, too. Ruel, keep running. Get the other health. Uh, no, Ruel. That was your first mistake. Do you not see he has a Halo sword? On, and you on. have nothing! You've never customized yourself! Backstab him well! No! Oh dear! But actually, you're, you're holding on. You're, I you're not out yet. It, I I mean, you I'm could dead. get a critical, but I don't think you're going to. Yeah, and the Sea I'm Otter. Dead. The Sea Otter, who for the longest time was the master of hugs, is also the master <laughs> of disaster on the field. Oh my god. Alright. Very well, sea Otter, cool. You can buy yourself a new sword now. Um... Because I'm not a fan of the Halo TV show either while we're at it. Ah! <laughs> All kinds of arguments popping up. I haven't even started to watch that. I uh, Yeah, not, yeah. I watched the first half that. of the first episode and said, yeah, this is not for me. Uh-huh. Um, but cool. Congratulations, Sea Otter. Well done. Okay, now let's... Uh, All right, and somebody set us up the bomb. All right, cool. Uh, that was interesting to see you making it all the way to the end there. Congratulations. Although it's all completely random. It means nothing. But Yeah, still. I think that's... I, I, have I ever won? I don't think I've ever no, won. No, no, no. That's the, the first time uh, you've made it that far. You're yeah. usually... I mean, I rarely even I'm usually see out. you. You're just a little yeah. ninja, and you're just taken out in the first round, usually. Yeah. All right. So, folks, from now on, we're going to be recording our weekly show that is going to go on YouTube tomorrow. We're doing a top 10 countdown and some giveaways and stuff. So while we're doing this, it's just going to be me and Ruel, um, you know, just chatting and uh, doing our stuff. Please chat amongst yourself. And if you have any questions for us, please ask them with a question mark at the beginning of the comment. Because after we're done with the show, uh, depending on how much time we've got, we will do some Q&A. Although we do have an argument. We could do the argument in time for May the 4th. We also, I see, yep. Duck of Death requested a this or that. So that's also a really great way to end the episode, oh, too, yeah. is some this or that. So um, I guess it depends on how many questions come in. If we only have a few, we'll end with a this or that. Otherwise, we'll do some Q&A. So if you have questions for us, we'll never see them in the chat because there's just too much chat. Um, <laughs> and we're trying to run a show. But start with a question mark, and we will see your question. Mm. And with that out of the way... Let me go on. Let's uh, see. Do I have... Uh, yep. Arcane Wonders is our sponsor. Are you ready to go, sir? I'm good to go. All right. Oh, let me make sure my overhead camera has not frozen. Whee! It is fine. Okay. There it is. Cool, cool, cool. It's a little... It's a little far away, isn't it? Do I want to get up and... This is such a small game. Hold on a second. Um, you got to zoom in? I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adjust the camera, but to that, I have to physically get up. So I'll be right back. Okay. Cool. 
All right, folks. So yeah, you get to, again, this is the pre-show. You get to see the making of the sausage. I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us. See if there's anything in chat Ooh. we can talk about here. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, we soloed. Uh, thanks for joining us. Good. Uh, have a, a good day. And uh, Dungeon as well. Have a great time. Appreciate you stopping in. Um, do, 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 do. It's right. Wow, it's 10 p.m. in Belgium. Have a good night, Dungeon. Yes. Okay, I think this will do. That'll do. Okay. That'll do. All right, cool, cool, cool. So now we are set up, ready to go. And that's the wrong thing. That's the right thing. You ready? I am ready. All... Oh, where's my ad marker? Hey, everybody. This week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Arcane Wonders. And hello, Rel. How are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic, my friend. How's it going, Richard? It's going pretty well. Although, it just occurs to me, we just had an hour of pre-show. And at no point did I ever think to mention, I've been having really bad dizzy spells recently. <laughs> What? Yeah, really? completely out of the blue. Um, oh, like no. a, as if I just spun around a lot, and they just kind of come out of nowhere. So I'm seeing a doctor today after we're done today at four o'clock. Um, oh my god! I gosh. can see. I'm wow. sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I, I, I there's no other outward manifestations of anything. It's just this weird little thing that's been happening for the last couple of days, and I figure better safe than sorry. I'm fine sitting yeah. down, but um, sometimes if I walk, I might have a little difficulty walking in a straight line. Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm sorry to hear about that. Hopefully, everything you know. Hopefully, everything's just fine, and just one of those things with with age. Certain things pop up and do weird things to your body. So I, I suspect that's serious. what it is—a weird thing yeah. being done to my body by my very weird brain. Um, yeah. Don't worry, folks. I'm sure it's fine. But I'll give a update next week. Boy, okay. I, I started out with a with a grim pall over the uh, proceedings here, didn't I? That was really terrible. Maybe you could uh, change the mood. Well, I can change the mood by I can spin that to hey to find out how Rich was doing. Come on over to our BGG guild, and uh, you know he'll update it there because we do a lot of fun things there now. I'm trying to pump it up a little bit. You know, I miss the BG. You know, I, I miss seeing a bunch of interaction there. So I've been doing a weekly puzzle. Yes. So on my Instagram, I put a puzzle where it's uh, ten different board games. So there's a component each with one board, and I post on my Instagram, and then I'll post it on the uh, guild as well. And you know, it, it's really interesting to see how many people can get. Um, you did really well this week. You got you got nine out of the ten. Yeah, that was a good one. Anyone's feel good done about myself. So, yeah, that that was great. Because um, I know if I was on the other end, not making these things, I wouldn't know where most of these things are. They're like little components or the board or a card or whatever. So come on down to our BGG Guild, folks. Um, I'm sure we'll you can find a link down. Yep, in the yeah, yeah, we'll put the link below. down in the show notes. It's right there at the bottom of the screen. It's really simple. Guild.rado.com. It's a discussion mm -hmm. forum where you can discuss all things Rotto and uh, Ruel and the show and the channel and, and just games and life in general, if you like. Uh, if you ever want to hear my epic, I think it's like a six or seven page long treatise of why Last Jedi is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time, may the fourth be with you, um, you can find that <laughs> there as well. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of May the 4th, uh, so this will be airing on May the 4th, and that's why I have R2. Uh, this is the first Lego set that I've uh, built as an adult. Uh, Michelle and I put this over. You can actually go see on my YouTube channel, folks. You can see us putting this together over several different episodes. We do like one or two bags at a time, and the thing's like over 20, 2,200 pieces, and it took us a while, but oh, totally worth it. So much fun. And um, yeah, so May the 4th be with you, uh, my fellow Indeed. Star Wars uh, friends. May the 4th be yes. with you. Always. Okay. Always. Cool. Anything hey, else you'd like to add? Speaking of games, 
Yeah, speaking of games, what the heck is that little box on it's your It's a wee table little here? tiny box, and it <laughs> is from sponsor of the show, um, uh, Arcane Wonders. And actually, this is a game that came out like over a half a decade ago. But a few years ago, Arcane Wonders picked it up for like a new reprint and broader redistribution. And uh, I figured, let's do an opening, or an unboxing. People love unboxings, cool. don't they? Yes. So, yes. we go out and get the handy-dandy Kniffy. And, um, yeah, take a look. Have you played Sherlock 13, Ruel? I, I did. Actually, Michelle and I, um, we uh, live-streamed it a couple of months ago, really? maybe late last year. Yeah, you it was a lot of fun. Um, now, now uh, I'm not the biggest fan of social deduction games, mm-hmm. but I this one is more my jam. It, it's just it's really straightforward. Um, it's got almost feels sort of like Clue, uh, in a way, uh, the, the classic uh, board game. I've heard but, this referred uh, to as this is basically Clue or Cluedo for folks in certain parts Cluedo, of the world right. without the board effectively yes it just lets you focus just on the deduction without any of the rolling and moving that takes two hours exactly yeah and that's why it really it it was a lot of fun it just gave me that sense of hey this reminds me of playing this game as a kid but again without the die roll and movement and stuff well that's cool is it is is your playthrough of this on your um ruel archive on youtube it is, yeah. So, well, folks, come on over folks. to uh, yeah, yeah, all over to my YouTube channel, Ruel Gaviola, and you can find the uh, archive where I archive all of my Twitch live streams over there on the YouTube channel. You can find Sherlock Thirteen on there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will put a link for that down in the show notes. You can hit that eye up in the top right corner of the screen to go watch Ruel and his wonderful better half, uh, Michelle, play this. So you know it. I know it, too. Basically, there's been a dastardly crime, and there are 13 suspects, hence the 13. Inspector Baines and Bradstreet and Lestrade. All these cops could have done it. Or Hopkins. Or Irene Adler or Moriarty. That makes more sense. But Watson uh, and Mrs. Huston <laughs> are... Uh, is also a suspect, as is Mycroft and Sebastian um, Moran, uh, Mary Morstan, and Sherlock Holmes could actually be the culprit of all things. And as I understand it, isn't the way this game works is we take all these and like Clue, we shuffle them up, and there's one person who committed the crime. We don't know who that is. Nobody knows who that is. But then the rest of the cards are divided up amongst the players, like four to each player in a three-player game, and um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, The opposite, three to each player in a four-player game. Although, uh, did you do it as a two-player run-through? We did. There's a two-player variant in the box. Because the way it works is there's the criminal in the two-player game and then two accomplices on either side. And then the rest of the cards go to every player. And then what happens is... The game is afoot, and on your (laughs) turn, you can basically, we're all investigators trying to figure out who did it, and I know it wasn't any of these characters, um, but through a process of elimination, trying to figure out, hey, where are all the skulls? I've got three skulls in my hand. If I look at the score sheet, everybody gets this. This is basically a deducting right, because everybody's using these sheets, you know, behind, uh, you know, keeping it secret, so I can see that what? There are, there's only three skulls. Wow, that's Uh a bit of good information to me. I don't want anybody to know that, um, well, actually, oh, there's only three skulls. Okay, that actually is of zero use whatsoever because, (laughs) um, because, okay, I, I, you know, if I'd seen two of the skulls, then the murderer might have a skull, but because I, I can basically rule that out. But this is an interesting thing because these are relatively useless cards to me, but they might be interesting to you. One of the things you can do in the two-player game is, oh, I'd like to know who these accomplices are. One of the actions is I can go on ahead and reveal James Moriarty, and um, and then I'll find out, oh, 
it's not Miss Hudson either. And I start making notes of where I know icons are, and I'm through process elimination trying to figure out what this is. And now you know where some, because suddenly you know it's not Moriarty, you know that, but you don't know that I've got all the other skulls. So I'm still one step ahead of you in terms of the game, and I've just gotten some more information. And then when it comes to your turn... Uh, well, you could go on ahead and try to grab the other one, but maybe giving yep. me information. That's the trick of this game. Trying to get information from the game without giving too much away. I don't think I gave much away there because, I mean, you still don't know if these could both still be skulls for all you know. I'm the one who has that extra bit of knowledge. So you could go yep. on ahead and find out the other one, or you could start asking me, oh, well, skulls, I'm interested about that. You could ask me, hey, how many skulls do I have in my hand? And then I'd have to reveal I have two. And then the cat's up. And you now know everything I know. Except, of course, for Miss Hudson. And so the game goes like this, back and forth. Um, mostly us kind of almost playing Go Fish-style questions. Trying to figure out, well, why is he asking me that? If he's asking me about pipes, what does that mean he knows about pipes? And so you're also taking uh, note of who asked me what and when? Because they were trying to find something out. What did they need to know? And ultimately, it's a race to be able to guess who this is. And I haven't played it, but you have. As I understand it, this is like a fast 10, 15-minute deduction game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it is quick. And that's why I really enjoy it in that sense, because... When you, if you go to my channel and watch the replay, Michelle and I played it several times. Oh, in, in your one playthrough, we played like three or four times. Yeah. yeah, we did more than one playthrough. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, um, that's very, very cool. I had no idea you played it, but yeah. the reason, folks, that I just did a quick little unboxing of it is because. One of you lucky viewers has a chance to win your own copy of Sherlock 13. And, well, how do they do it? Well, friends, well, as you're watching the show, you're going to pay attention and listen to one of us say the secret word. And today's secret word is summertime. Summertime, yes, it, we're right on the precipice of summertime here. <laughs> we are in May. So um, summertime, one of us are going to say it. And what you're going to do, um, you're going to type in the name of the game that we are talking about when we say this uh, secret word, summertime. Yes. And you're going to send that in an email uh, to contest.rata.com, and you'll be entered to win your very own copy of Sherlock 13. Yes. Now, I should add, you will win a copy of Sherlock 13 if you are in North America. Uh, because that's where our sponsor of the show, Arcane Wonders, has the rights to distribute to the game. Other publishers distribute it in other countries. So if you're in North America, you're going to win this. But what if you're not in North America and you win? Well, um, instead of picking up some excellent, super-fast filler deduction gaming, you will get a copy of Azul Summer Pavilion. Which I believe you've nice. also played, haven't you, Ruel? Yeah, uh, this one is actually Michelle's favorite version of Azul. We really? love this game. Yeah, we love the base game. Um, I wasn't a. Uh, I, I liked Sintra, Class of Sintra. That was okay, but this one is excellent. Um, it takes everything we like about the original Azul. You know, the tile, you know, drafting and stuff. But it just adds a little more. You've got wild tiles that you can do, and you, as you can see there, it's instead of the uh, normal like a square board. You're now you're filling up stars and uh, these different shapes, and mm -hmm. you sort of you want to do them in sequential order if you can. That'll get you more points. But if not, that's okay. You still have a way to make up for it with the wild tiles and stuff, and. Yeah, uh, this is definitely Michelle's favorite. She's always, you know, wow. whenever we talk about Azul, this is the one that will come off the shelf. And excellent, excellent game. I bet you you've done a video for this. Uh, you have in your archive too, don't you? You know what's funny? No, we haven't. Oh Actually, this no! Is, I was going to put. We haven't had a chance to play. Yeah, we, we're going to have to. We're going to have to do it so we can, you can link to it in the show notes. You'll have to correct that. Yes. Um, yes. It's interesting you say it's Michelle's favorite. Uh, for me, Azul has reached its pinnacle with uh, Queen's Garden since it's Azul yes. meets 
Castles of Burgundy. But yeah, if you like Azul, Azul's uh, Summer Pavilion, uh, I, Michelle is not alone in saying it is the best of the series. So folks, yeah, yeah. as Ruel said, send an email to contest at rado.com in the subject, the name of the game uh, that was being discussed when one of us says summertime. Or, I don't know, bust out into songs saying, ain't no cure for the summertime blues. I don't know how it's going to come up. Uh, unless, of course, it's me, in which case I've already got a plan for how I want to work it in. But it's up to you to spot it and send that email in. Okay, then. Yes. Uh, well, right. it's time to continue our top 100 of all time, right? Yeah. All the, right. The definitive list of the greatest games of all time, of I, course. I, I think this will stand, um, you know, etched in stone for all times. You know, thousands of years from now, people will say, will look to us <laughs> to determine which ones are the best. And today, we're doing um, 40 through 31, if I recall correctly. Yes, that is correct. Yes, right. forty through thirty-one. We're past the halfway point. There's no turning back now. Um, so let's kick it off with the number forty. And I'm gonna tell you right that. now, the ones, yeah, the one. Now, this, of course, folks, this is a shared list. Um, I, I, I think I have some surprises here. Um, okay, will surprise you. So let's start with number forty. I'm excited. Which I absolutely love, Tyrants of the Underdark. Oh my gosh! Right? Wow! Surprise, it surprised me too. And the more I thought about it and the just remembering my gameplays of it, I was like, I need to include this on our list because this is an absolute fantastic game. Now, I love deck building. I love the mechanism. But if you're going to ask me to play a deck builder, I will always say, I want a deck builder with a board. I want it to be part of a bigger game. Sure. And Tyrants of the Underdark may be the best of those. I mean, you have, we've had, Whoa. I think we talked about, yeah, Whoa. I think we talked about Clank before. Whoa. Remember we, yeah, right? This, this is, I'm coming, I'm bringing it today, my friend. Wow. Uh, what sorry, this I'm is sorry. is <laughs> please continue. <laughs> what this is, it's Blood Rage meets Dominion. Wow. Um it's a mashup of area control, area majority, okay. uh with with deck building in it. You're gonna play, you can see there your minions, or you know, there's monsters that you have to defeat as well. But here's the thing, I love there's this little thing that they do that I've only seen one, I think one of the deck builders, the a deck builder called Valley of the Kings did this back in the day, where you can trash certain cards but you're gonna get points for those cards oh. but here's the thing the tension is when do you trash that card because it's gonna be a powerful card it's gonna help you you know win control of all these different areas but at the same time man this is worth a lot of points do i get rid of it because if you don't trash it by the end of the game guess what you don't get points for it you got it. it's called i think putting your inner circle or something like that you know very D D. so I think this one gets overlooked a lot just because maybe people aren't, aren't into the D&D theme. And I know at first when I heard about it, I, you know, I like D&D, but I was like, eh, D&D board game, I, I've got Lords of Waterdeep, it's all good. This one, I'm going to argue, is even better. It is fantastic. Jeez Louise. Now, as a two-player, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not as good as a four-player game, obviously. Area control with area often control. suffers at lower player. Counts, yeah, sure. but oh my gosh, it is fantastic. Um, you know, area control, deck building, I'm all about it. That's why it's our number 40, Tyrants of the Underdark. Wow, I have to admit, I've never played that one, but boy, you have really piqued my curiosity in it. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, the, the most important thing you said there, that idea of, oh, I've got these powerful cards, but I have to sacrifice them. And you're right, um, Valley of the Kings does that. Uh, there's a few other deck builders that have used that as their central, like kind of, oh, well, I built this deck up, and now I have to tear it apart. And to bring yeah. that into a bigger game with more stuff going on and cool, high fantasy yeah. concepts. That is much yeah. cooler, yeah. I have to admit, than I have previously given credit to it. Right. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's fantastic, and you know, I, 
you know, I, I've been raving about this game for years, and I just feel like it's underappreciated, but it's definitely the number 40 of all time. Okay, cool. Well, okay. Um, that was a very controversial pick, I suppose. Uh, yep. I'm going to go for a controversial <laughs> pick in a completely different arena, uh, because number 39 on the list is Santa Maria. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to say about Santa Maria. First of all, I'll just talk about the qualities of the gameplay. Uh, this is an absolutely brilliant cross of dice drafting, incredibly tense dice drafting, and very, very satisfying um, tile-laying, polyomino-style tile-laying, because we are colonizing, we are conquistadors, colonizing South America, and uh, wiping out the indigenous peoples, and, you know, converting. I mean, we're doing a lot of terrible things in this game. And I'll come back to that in a second. But the gameplay we do it through is some of the best mechanisms I've ever seen in any board game. Incredibly rich and tense and exciting and the fun factor for days. And now, unfortunately, it is a game where we are literally doing the worst we can do to the indigenous peoples. And the game is very controversial when it came out because the developers knew that they were not trying to, um, you know, um, glamorize uh, colonization. They were trying to satirize it. Because the game does certain things, like you don't score victory points in this game, you score happiness points. And in fact, um, the game, your victory points are represented by these big, smiley, happy faces. Um, Because what the developers (laughs) wanted to do with Santa Maria was literally create a a cognitive dissonance, discomfort, um, because you're playing the game, you're having a really good time. Oh, there's so much fun going on, and I'm earning happiness points. But then you go and you read the end of the rulebook, where there's actually a fairly searing indictment of the actual acts we're taking part in. I mean, this was a early precursor. These days, we're getting a lot more cultural consultants on games. They actually got an associate professor to write up a history of this, and it was actually one of the most fascinating ones I've read. Uh, because one, it, you know, it, it condemns the actions we're doing, but it also talks about how it was literally an industry uh, that people went into and it was like their life's work wow what a great time for my sound to go out geez louise do you remember what the last thing i said was no i thought it was on my end to be honest with you oh okay yeah yeah yeah. um all right well let's see we'll just continue I'll just try to roll back a little bit folks i have actually literally this morning i ordered a replacement cable i still had put it off i've I've now ordered a replacement cable okay so let me rewind a little bit Thank you, friends, for uh, letting us know. Yeah, th- thank you. Yep, yep, yep. Died shortly after, let's see, they were talking about, right, okay, yeah. So in some ways, this game was a bit ahead of the curve because um, these days, we're, uh, cultural consultancy is becoming a much more common thing. But for this game, they actually got a, an adjunct professor, if I recall correctly, to write up an indictment of the act of colonization and really to open people's eyes to how it was a literal industry. I learned a lot about the world and this dark chapter of history by playing this game. And what the developers wanted to do was say, oh, on the surface, everything looks fine because it's being told from the victor's point of view but what about that of the oppressed and so they said well, okay let's put that voice in the rule book and so this can be a growing moment now i'll be the first to admit or else i'll be the second to admit because the developers themselves are the first to admit that while it was a noble intention to use irony to underscore tragedy 
it doesn't really work. And, um, you know, there have definitely been games that have treaded this ground in a much better way. Uh, another thing, though, uh, to recognize the fact that in the end, while they were trying to have a, a strong message using irony to underscore tragedy, uh, they, they failed. And so they did ultimately put an expansion out for it that actually lets you play as the Incans struggling to defend your culture. So it's, I okay. think maybe the game would have been better received if that additional content had been there from the get-go so that the marginalized weren't vanished. I mean, the whole point was, oh, we're trying to show how they were vanished and how you know their lives were worth less. And that's a cool academic idea, but in practice, it makes for an uncomfortable game, which is a shame because coming back to the beginning, this is one of the best Euro games, uh, best tile layer dice drafting games that have ever come around. And so I hope... Well, I hope and pray that as an anniversary dates for this come up, that maybe the developers will get a chance to revisit it and look for ways to um, repackage the gameplay and ideas. Like the upcoming uh, Prayer to Rico, which is mm-hmm. completely yes. resetting the stage for after independence is won. I could see that same thing done with Santa Maria uh, so that it could... Um, uh, you know, warrant having a uh, long-term success and, you know, stand side by side with some of uh, the other games that are as good a design. So it was, it was an interesting experiment, flawed execution, brilliant gameplay, um, did make up for it somewhat with the expansion content that actually gave voices to uh, those who it had set aside, but there's still a long way to go. But the gameplay is still one of my favorites of all time. So, like I said, it was a bit controversial. My number thirty-nine, Santa Maria. Yeah, is this? Um, has it been out of print for a while? It has been it out of print, print for a while. And okay. um, honestly, yeah. like I said, the developers themselves they realized they listened. Uh, they were not the type of developers who, when when people spoke up and said, "This is terrible," like what are we talking about? It's just a game. They never did that. They always engaged in open and honest discussion. Tried to explain what they were doing, admitting where mm-hmm. it had gone wrong. And like I have talked to them since, and they have said, "Yeah." If, if we could, we would have done everything differently. And I really do hope somewhere down the road they repackage this because, again, the gameplay is some of the best you will ever see. Um, and so nice. when I do play it, it's interesting. I'm a meat eater. I know I should be a vegan. I know the horrors that are yeah. visited upon animals. Um, and so we do eat meat, but mostly it's all sourced from lo- local sources that we know about. If we do mm-hmm. go out and eat... I actually punish myself and think about the videos I've seen of mistreatment of animals while I'm eating a McDonald's Mm. hamburger. It's just this weird thing I do. And I kind of do the same thing with Santa Maria, um, which makes it a tricky game. uh, But still, number 39. What? Maybe we should move on, though, to happier Uh, times. What's number 38? I don't know if if this is much of a happier game, but um, it it, it is an outstanding game mechanically. Yeah. Uh, It's number 38, Pipeline. uh, Oh, okay. From Capstone Games um, and uh, designer uh, Ryan Ryan Courtney, uh, art by Eno Two. This one came out a few years ago, and it just with me and my particular game group, it was a huge, huge hit. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is uh, part of that. I mean, I feel like it's part of that trend of having these really meaty games that play in about ninety minutes. You know, which I really appreciate. You know, a Euro game that you know doesn't take three, four hours that you can really, I mean, there's some really tense uh, moments here. Um, and it's got this uh, uh, economy system that you're working. You're basically trying to refine oil, you know, and, um, you know, thoughts on that, whatever, you know, we'll keep that, uh, uh, we, we don't need to comment on that stuff. Uh, but 
What are you gonna? Oh, uh, microphone, microphone. Uh, I can't hear you. I don't know if it's on my end or people. Are we gonna do the booms? Check, check, check. I don't know if we have any booms yet. Let's see. Anyone can in chat verify. Uh, we hear Ru only. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Jeez, Louise, come on. Okay. The the, the, on. the the new cable is on the road. Um, okay. Sorry about that. I just wanted to interrupt for a second. I apologize. Oh, to it's off again. Folks, I, we have no idea um, what half of this list is going to be. We both come up with our list independently, send them to a friend of ours who makes sure we don't have yeah. overlaps. And I do find it ironic that you and I have back-to-back, okay, <laughs> I uh, uh, chose a game for our list that puts us in a really terrible role from 500 years ago yeah. that still resonates today. And you put us in boots that are really <laughs> yeah. terrible today that will resonate into yeah. the future. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, it's go just on. one go of those on. things. <laughs> one of those things. Okay, let me uh, pick up here. So yes. can we get one more audio check? Uh, check. Yep, yep. Everything. Okay, you're good. Anything. Okay, yep. cool, cool, cool. And people in chat, thank you, uh, friends in chat. Okay, so I'm going to yeah. pick it back up here. I don't remember what I was saying. I was saying, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Pipeline, what it does, it fuses uh, economy plus... What I really like about it, and this is what really attracted me to the game, is this little puzzly element where you're trying to connect actual pipes uh, to each other using this really interesting tile laying uh, system. You're laying down your own little puzzle that you're trying to solve and trying to make it as efficient as possible to you know pump out the oil, uh, refining it through to your through your pipes and. You know, this game, it goes by so quick. Like, you know, you're struggling just to get that first automation up. And then by the end of the, like, I think it's four rounds. By the end of that fourth round, you're, like, pumping out all this, you know, uh, oil, refined oil. You're making all kinds of money. Then, boom, it's all over. It's like, what the heck? It, it's over? But it is a really wonderful design. Um, again, the subject matter might not be, it's not my favorite, might not be yours. But the gameplay itself is rock solid. That's why it's our number 38 pipeline. Yeah, I have heard nothing but good things about the gameplay for this. Um, you know, that that mix of heavy, crunchy economic euro and then really fun, satisfying puzzly tile layer is yeah. not a very common combination at all. But yeah. yeah. yeah it, you, and it works. It, it works. You know, and I know that they have a, a um, uh, expansion that came out recently that's supposed to make it even better. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, 38 pipeline. Let's uh, let's. I'm curious to see where uh, our number 37 is. Can we get off the I, controversial games here? <laughs> I hope so. I believe number 37 on the list is going to be a little bit, um, you know, more comfortable for everybody. It is Elysium, which is nice. such an amazing game, and it's interesting. Um, there's a kind of overlap between this and the one we just talked about a bit ago, Tyrants of the Underdark. Because mm-hmm. one of my favorite things in board game design is a game that gives me some really, really, really cool superpower um, that I can leverage to really good effect. And then sooner or later, I realize, oh, this is giving me all kinds of resources and it lets me do all kinds of great actions, but it's not giving me any points. Not until I retire this card out of the game. Not until I personally sacrifice my MVP superpower will I actually score points. And like you said, that's a big part of Tyrant of the Underdark. It's everything of this game. Because we are young gods in the Greek pantheon. And uh, we are overseeing the affairs of men, which are represented by a bunch of cards that are out in the center of the board. And every round, more cards come out. And these are just all the affairs of mortals that we can meddle with. And we're drafting. On my turn, I'll grab a card. Then you'll grab a card. Then I'll grab a card. And there's some interesting stuff about how you have to uh, use resources and you're limited by um, you know what godly pillars you have available to you. But at the end of the day, we're taking turns grabbing cards that give us special powers. 
And when we do, we put them in front of us um, on one side of this player board we've got. And that represents, we control this while it's still on the earthly realm. We can tap them, we can use their powers, we can convert things into other things. We can do all kinds of stuff. This game has so much variability because if I recall correctly, it comes with eight different decks of cards. And every time you play, you mix up five different um, suits of those eight, which will create a very unique feeling game depending on what types of powers. Like in the one I'm showing here on screen right now, the Oracle is in the game, which means we can actually see some of the cards that will be coming next round. But if um, if we weren't playing with the Oracle... It would be a very, very different feeling game. There's some that are more warlike, as you might imagine, with Ares and all of that. But anyway, the important thing is, at the end of every round, we have the opportunity to take these cards that are really the cornerstone of everything we can do, and we can they can ascend to Elysium. So they will come up and you know be in Mount Olympus with us, at which point, oh, we're doing a set collection, trying to create straights, literal poker hands, effectively, uh, out of these cards, because they have suits and numbers. And um, if we do that... We, uh, well, we're going to score more points at the end of the game for the better hands we can make, but we lose these incredible powers that we desperately need to do. And so this entire game is an incredibly tense tightrope of knowing, when do I bring these over? Because you don't, you can't just bring them over whenever you want. You, there's only certain circumstances under which you can actually do it. So sometimes you're like, oh, I have the opportunity to retire one of the, I don't want to retire any of these right now, but I don't want to waste this opportunity. And the game, I'm running out of time. What am I going to do? This game... One is stunningly gorgeous. One of the prettiest card games you are ever going to see. Um, tons of replayability with all the different varieties of cards that can be mixed and matched together. And then just that insane, incredible tension that you were talking about in Tyrants of the Underdark is here in spades in uh, number 37, Elysium. Nice. I, I'm kicking myself because I had a chance to play this right before the pandemic and I passed. So I was like, hey, oh, you know, I'll just play it next time we get together. It's been two years, folks. I still haven't played oh, this no. game. I was like, oh my gosh, it hurts. As I know, I mean, it's beautiful and I know how highly well regarded this is. And I mean, for all the reasons you talked about, I, I can't wait to actually play this. Um, oh, yeah. These, uh, Make these the days. time. Yeah. It is worth it. And the, yeah. I mean, this, I believe, this was like the uh, first uh, co design from uh, Matt Dudson and Brett Gilbert, who have gone on to oh. do really great things, you know, with other designers and also every time they team up. This was like a yeah. big, uh, huge launch for them. And the tragedy, Ruel, is they've designed a full expansion for it, but publisher Space Cowboys let it lapse. So, oh, no. Brett and Matt, seriously, I want wow. to play that expansion so bad. If you're ever thinking about it, give me a call. I will literally start up a Rotto Runs Through Publishing Arm just to get the expansion for Elysium Published. I want to play it so bad. It's number 36. Nice. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to our number 36. And this is a game that skyrocketed, in my estimation, uh, once it was released uh, last year. And okay. I knew it was going to be on this on our list here. Number 36, Cascadia. I mean, it was... Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was just from the get go, the first time I played. I actually we we had hyped it uh, actually last year. Mm -hmm. You know, we we knew it was coming out, and um, it, it was just everything about it. I love it's a tile laying game, as you can see there. I'm actually playing a solo game there on the stream on my live stream tabletop tonight over on my Twitch channel, um, and. You're basically just setting up uh, your little habitat here. You're selecting two uh, a pair of tiles, a habitat tile, and then a wildlife tile, and you place it um, adjacent to other tiles that have been previously placed. And depending on the scoring cards, they all score differently. Mm -hmm. So you're going to mm -hmm. not only score the tiles that you lay down, but also the wildlife tokens that you're laying down, uh, depending on what you've selected, like the bears. Uh, we, we play with like the bears or the pears. You know, they come in pairs. <laughs> but there's 
There's also other ones where bears would score in like little groups of three or four. The hawks score differently, and and the fish can be in a line. Oh my gosh, everything about this game I love. Michelle and I, it's been probably our most played game this, in the last uh, 12 months or so. Wow. We absolutely adore it. And, um, you know, it's like the perfect summertime game, right? You just go, yeah. relax, chill, and it's like you're in the outdoors, you know, uh, playing and hanging out with the animals and expanding your habitat. Uh, r- designer Randy Flynn has come up with a real gem here, and that's why it's our number 36, Cascadia. I completely agree. So... It's it's a it's an odd, interesting combination of real tension, but it's also mm-hmm. so incredibly relaxed. Um, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a tough yeah. act to pull off. I agree. Yeah, and like I remember when we, it first came out, you and I had talked about it. It's got this whole like the duo like tile drafting. You know, not yeah. just one tile, but you're taking two, and yes. it's just a really interesting idea because I want this one, but I also want this one, but I, I have to go with the pair I get. Now, there are ways to mitigate that by spending the little pine cones. You know, you can select what you want, but <laughs> it's tough to get those throughout the game. Oh, it's just everything about this I, I love, and I will continue to play it uh, in the near future and beyond. An excellent call. Excellent. And I believe a lot of people agree with you. This game has really blown up. Huge yes. success. Uh, good call. Okay. Well, let's move on to a number 35, which is definitely an older game on my personal greats of all time. From one of the greatest board game designers of all time, Vladimir Susi, the game itself is Shipyard. Or um, Deverft, as it was called in Germany. I've, I've had this game so long, I've got an original German copy, uh, which is fine because it's language Ooh. independent. And in this game, players are trying to build up uh, the best epic um, you know, ships they can. Um, you know, we start out in the Age of Sail, but we then move on to the Age of Steam throughout the course of the game. And what this game is best remembered for is, this is the one with all the rondelles. There are literally, depending on how you want to count it, five unique rondelles on the board at once wow. um, that are driving uh, your, your ability to draft the ship pieces, the canals where you will test your ship, the, um, uh, 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 the accessory for your ship, the crew for your ship, the uh, employees you can get, who give you special powers and the actions you can do turn to turn. And um, while it is it is one of the heaviest games in my collection, it really makes your brain burn. And a big part of that is because of all the rondelles, literally within rondelles. I think um, what doesn't get remembered is what really makes this game special. The biggest rondelle, the action selection rondelle, is really kind of more of almost a worker placement game crossed with a... Uh, Oh, what would you call it? Um, a time track game. Because uh, every time you know it's your turn, that comes around to you, you're going to take your marker, you're going to move it somewhere on this central rondelle. That will determine which other rondelle you're going to interact with this round, which can be tough in and of itself because every rondelle you can spend money to be able to manipulate in certain ways. But when you move forward and pick one of these core actions... Well, first of all, the action you just left goes to the front of the line, and you can't pick that one again, but you can pick anything else. The interesting thing is, you want to pick something that's further back that other people have skipped over. Because for every person who has skipped an action, when you do it, you get income. And you desperately need that income to be able to control your positioning on all the other rondelles. And that is such a brilliant system. I've never seen anything quite like it before or since. And then on top of that, you've got a really great sense of satisfaction as the game goes on. And you, I mean, this might be a game where you build, you know, two or three smaller or medium-sized ships, or you could spend the entire game just 
just going for one big epic ship. Um, you know, one Titanic-sized ship that hopefully will work out for you better than the Titanic did. It can win you the game because of the secret objectives you have as part of setup. I have always been so impressed by it. And while it's, uh, you know, it's it's an older game, I think it's been out of print for quite a while. There is no denying. I mean, uh, you know, this was not Vladimir Sushi's first game, but this one I think really introduced the world to just what an incredibly mind-bendingly brilliant designer he is. So uh, that's why it makes the list at our number thirty-five shipyard wow nice i yeah it's been out of print for years yeah. and i would love to play this come on folks can we get a reprint please i want to play this game Jet games this, edition this sounds surely fantastic. surely it yes. must be time for an anniversary edition coming soon right <laughs> yeah awesome great choice okay let's move on to number 34 uh this one may be a little controversial as well we'll see okay. but number 34 if you're a word game fan this is gonna be your jam this is paperback um i Love, love, love paperback. Uh, it's my favorite word game of all time. I'm a word nerd, folks. I play the Daily Wordle. I do crossword puzzles. I love any kind of word game out there. Paperback does it the best. It is Scrabble meets Dominion. Exactly. Fused for all the best parts of it. And it plays in like 20 to 30 minutes. As you can see there, I'm playing it live. I'm soloing it, actually. Uh, it comes with a cooperative mode in which you can play solo. And as you can see there... Just like any good deck builder, you're playing five cards at a time. Then you're trying to create words. Those words will uh, create currency, which will allow you buy uh, more letters. Some of those letters or letter combos will be worth more points uh, later on or more coins, which allow you to you know get the, uh, the victory point cards there at the top. Oh, man. I, I play this game at least 50 times in my lifetime. I love it. Uh, Michelle and I, when we first started dating, we played Scrabble, you know, is before yeah. we got into modern board games. Yeah, and then once we got into the hobby, when I discovered this, I was like, oh yeah, we'll never play Scrabble again. I mean, honestly, I'll still play Scrabble, but we haven't since we got in paperback. It is the uh, premier, the greatest board game out there. That's why it's our number 34, paperback. Ah, there is no controversy there, sir. Uh, that makes perfect cool. sense to me. It's not only one of the greatest word games of all time. As far as I'm concerned, it's one of the greatest deck builders of all time, too. It really nice. Yeah, I wasn't up. sure, like, you know, I, so people hear word games are like, eh, you know, whatever, Scrabble, that's the first thing, or Boggle, which are fine, but this one takes it to that next level. That's why I love it so much, and hopefully y'all who aren't into word games, come on, give us a, give it a try. Word that game was me. as a deck builder is fantastic. That was me and Jen. We went into it thinking, oh, oh uh, Dominion, okay, happy with Scrabble, uh, pass, please. But um, okay. there, are, for, there's two things that made a Scrabble hater like me love this game. One, the co-op mode, which is fantastic. Yes. It is so good. Yes. Uh, if you don't, if you like playing with other people, playing a word game where we're working together trying to come up with the best word is brilliant. It's fun, it's yeah. tense, it's exciting. But even if you want to play it competitively, there's a brilliant little extra mechanism in here where you can say, look, I know there's a good word here. I personally can't think of it. You, well, you're really good at these. Um, what I can do is I can basically set a bounty where I can say, hey, look, here's my hand of cards. Can anybody help me? Can anybody come up with a better word than what I came up with? Um, because if so, I will pay you. And you will actually receive, uh, they're just basically little cubes that you can use for different special powers. And I always thought that was actually brilliant as a way yes. to, um, you know, to, uh, you know, kind of even the playing field. Because a problem with Scrabble, you're always going to have people who are miserable because they're just not good at it up against people who just have dictionaries in their brains. So why not bridge the yeah. gap and let your opponent help you? They get something out of it. You get something out of it. Everybody's having more fun. Brilliant. Yeah. 
I, I'm so glad you brought up that point. Yeah, it totally levels the playing field. So you don't have to be like that total, uh, that person who's memorized all, all has memorized all the two letter words and stuff. You don't have to be that person. You can totally just play it and you know use those special abilities. Yeah, yeah. great yep. call, great, great, uh, great reminder. Great entry. Okay. No, no controversy there at all. Very cool choice. Awesome. But let's move on to number thirty-three. One that I think is even better. It's uh, another cooperative game, Forbidden Desert. Which, um, oh, honestly, nice. you know, uh, what's it? Uh, Matt Leacock, the designer, made such a huge name for himself with Pandemic, right? Such a huge monster hit to this day, and deservedly so. And what he followed up with, Forbidden Island, a wonderful little gateway-style family game that you could play with kids, you could play with noobs. For me and Jen, we wanted to love it because we love Pandemic so much, but it was just way too light for us. So we went into his second game in the Forbidden series, Forbidden Desert, with a bit of trepidation. We thought, oh, is this going to be another really super-duper lightweight, um, you know, pandemic a spin-off and no it's not this game is super duper crunchy and it's so much fun and it is so thematic what's the situation we um are travelers in an air machine that has crashed in a desert a forbidden desert and we are literally gonna die of thirst and starvation if we cannot recreate this ancient lost flying ship from an old uh civilization that is buried under the sands so we are desperately running around this randomly generated um desert literally trying to dig being proper archaeologists, um, to survive, to try to find all the pieces of this airship to put together. Which, by the way, they didn't need to, but it's actually a cool little, like, toy airship you put together, which is just, <laughs> that you can actually put our little player pawns on when we win, if we win, and fly yeah. away. But the trick is, the board itself is a sliding puzzle. After you do your turn, which is going to be spend a certain number of actions to move around, use your special powers, dig, 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 uh, we're going to draw event cards that makes the eye of the sandstorm move. And it's very much like a traditional sliding puzzle that will make um, the sands completely shift. And uh, over time, more and more sand will grow and fill, creating walls that we have to find our way to walk around. And uh, so over the course of the game, it, it becomes a big maze. What starts out, oh, it's just an open desert. The longer we go and the more the tiles shift around and the more walls come up, the more desperate we are. Because also in that deck of cards, in addition to all the wind blows cards, are sun beats down. And when I say this is thematic, it I feel that sun beating down on me. Because you know there are a certain number of them in the deck. You have to kind of plan. Right, we haven't seen one for a while. Chances are we're going to see one before too long. I need to spend some of my actions to end in a cave. Or I need to get over to that well. Because I'm going to need water desperately. Or maybe this is the turn where I deploy my, my fantastical steampunk machine that I've got that will protect me from the sun. Because I think like there's a 70% chance that the sun is going to beat down this turn. And so this game, much more more so than the original pandemic, really incentivizes you playing close attention to those event cards to know when you are relatively safe and when you are at a very, very high level of danger and coordinate with all the other players. So I love all of that. But more than anything else, what I really love here is this is a game where the world is alive, where it's in motion, where it doesn't just sit there waiting for us to do stuff. It's actively moving around trying to kill us. And that so <laughs> elevates this above its contemporaries because there are dozens and dozens and dozens of pandemic-inspired games that have come out over the years. But, um, you know, who better than Matt Leacock to really nail it with number 30. Three, 
Forbidden Desert. Yeah, excellent, excellent choice. I also love this game, and I remember after playing this, right after I played Forbidden Island, I, I was like, okay, I'm done with Forbidden Island. It's all about <laughs> desert now, because yeah. I, Forbidden Island, again, a wonderful gateway game, but this one's got some meat on its bones for the reasons you're talking about. It is a living game. Just those sandstorms moving around, the puzzle element to it. Oh, it's been a while since I played this. I, you know, just hearing about it, I was like, I need to play this again. It's it's excellent. It'll be Great just call. as good as you remember. It's just so fast nice. to set up, and it's just a solid yep. hour of excitement and action and tension and crunchiness too. Love it. Okay. All right. Um, we're gonna do a number thirty-two next, yes. and this is another game that was based on a previously uh, released game. Hmm. It's our number thirty-two, Seven Wonders Duel. So this is taking Seven Wonders, the yep, classic yep, yep. Uh, game by Antoine Bauza, and it's streamlined it down into a two-player version. And I'm going to tell you, it's better in every single way. Uh, it is absolutely wonderful. It plays in 30 minutes. I'm going to tell you, the reason why I love this the most, I don't have to explain how science scores in this game. Because <laughs> science <laughs> in the original game was like, okay, I've got exponents. I've got to get a calculator. What's going on? No, here's science. If you get six of the seven science tokens, you just automatically win. Just like the military, if you get it all the way to your opponent's track, you win there. But... You know, what really sets this game, uh, elevates the game, is the card drafting here. Yeah. So in the original, you are literally, you're doing Sushi Ghost-style uh, card drafting. You take one past the rest of your opponent. That, that's fine. That's great when you have multiple players. With this two-player, you see there on the screen as you're going through your run-through, it's a tableau of cards that are you can see and some cards that you cannot. Yeah. So it's really interesting. You can plan, but you can't plan too far ahead because there are certain cards that may trip you up there. But I love the push and pull of this game. Um, it retains all the flavor of Seven Wonders, of building your civilization, of building your wonders and unlocking special abilities and getting uh, resources. It retains all of that, but just streamlines it down to perfection, I think. Um, it's just a wonderful game. Two-player, brilliant. One of the all-time great two-player games. Um, I love it. I'll play it anytime. It's near the table. Um, that's why it's our number 32, Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah. Um, our entire list would have been invalid if this had not made our top 100, quite frankly. Agreed. Uh, you, yeah. It is not hyperbole on your part to say this is one of the best two-player specific you know couple style games that have ever come out um yeah yeah and that's why it breaks my heart so much because i love it too i love the yeah. uh the pyramid draft thing and i love uh -huh. the simplified streamline it hits all the notes of seven wonders but just so clean and smooth just why well yeah. why do they put in all the mean attacky stuff why can I steal yeah. you? Know, it's not even that I steal your stuff. I can take your stuff and set it on fire so you, neither you nor I have it. I just don't understand <laughs> yeah. why. Because the beautiful thing about the original Seven Wonders is that game had, um, you know, it, it was a civilization game. It recreated, you know, all these precepts of a civ game like Warfare. But it did it in a way where everybody was working together. The central message of the original Seven Wonders is, oh, a rising tide floats all boats. The better I'm doing, the better yeah. my neighbors are doing. And in this game, they said, no. No, the better I'm doing, the more I am crushing you under my thumb. Yeah. And uh, it's done brilliantly. And if you're not put off yeah. by the fact that, hey, depending on what you do, you could, I mean, this money that's so desperate, that I've so desperately worked for so long, you could then take it and literally not even use it for yourself, not steal it. That'd be one thing. But take it and yeah. literally set it on fire in front of me so that nobody has it. That's the only problem. Uh, that keeps me from... I mean, this would probably be in my top 10 games of all time. I can take Solace, yeah. though, because that brilliant pyramid card draft, that is the fundamental mm -hmm. mechanism in the game you mentioned a little bit ago, Paperback. 
which this turns that's right in some way paperback uh turns seven wonders duel into a cooperative game which is awesome too yeah yeah that's right yeah so yeah i i told yeah i now you i'm glad you made that connection where you're trying to get those victory point cards in paperback by unveiling you know unveiling them as you as you go on the same thing here at seven wonders duel and yeah you know what you're you're right though if <laughs> it is there are some mean attacky things in this game so might not be your jam but again the the, the design is absolute brilliant and yeah second to none I, I completely yes. agree. Very good call. Okay. okay. Well, cool. um, I've got one more to talk about. Number 31 on the list is Black Angel, which, oh my gosh, I love this game to pieces. Uh, it's from Pearl Games. Um, Javier Georges, um, uh, Sebastian Dujardin, and Elaine Orban. The three of these guys, when they get together, they make magic. And this is probably their biggest, most ambitious game they have ever done. It's kind of a grim setting. Basically, humanity has screwed up so bad, we say, okay, it's time to leave. But the nearest planet is so far away, um, we can't do a generational ship. We just have to uh, make an arc full of genetic material, and hopefully in five millennia, when the planet gets there, humanity can start over. But this mission that was so important, all the governments of the world decided that well, I want to make sure this mission doesn't fail. The, you know, our species is at stake here. So all the governments of the world decided, you know what? Our AI programmers are better than yours. And nobody could agree on programming the AI for this automated ship. And so it was agreed that there would be a competition amongst AIs. And whichever AI did the best job of keeping the ship going, dealing with crises, um, alien encounters and all that, would be the AI that would lead us into the future. A... Uh, uh, a very politically charged idea, one that you can certainly see yeah. certain people would agree. Oh, yeah, competition, market of free ideas. That's always the best way to go. That always produces the best results. It can also produce some very, very bad results, the fundamental competitive drive, because in this game, each player is an AI trying to prove it is the best AI. Um, and uh, you can do that at the expense of your opponents or at the expense of the ship. There's no guarantee the Black Angel will actually make it to Spes, the planet called Hope in Latin. Um, but the trip there is a blast. This is basically... Three big Euro games all crammed together. At its heart, there is a very, very cool dice drafting slash worker placement game where um, you you send out you, these cute, adorable little robots. Kind of look like Robbie the robot, um, you know, from the old uh, yeah. Lost in Space. Because I guess that's what we are. We are Lost in Space, but we have a goal. Um, and the more robots you put in these different departments, the more dice you can get that represents the CPU usage of the ship. And the thing is, the the CPU usage of the ship is available to everybody. So I have some dice, you have some dice, and you know all the players do. And in a two-player game, there's a dummy player who has some. So I could use my dice, or I could use yours. And to do it, I will actually pay you in the fundamental core resources of the game. So, um, some people think of it as like a really aggressive game where we're constantly stealing it from each other. But Jen and I, we don't look at it that way. This is a game where, oh, I don't own any of the dice. It's just, um, some of the dice are free, and some of them I have to pay for. But I will often, happily, oh, that's a really great topic. That one cost me, that one's free, that one cost me, that one's free. But regardless of whether you use the ones that are in front of you or you pay your opponent to use their dice, once you get those dice, 
dice, you start driving the other two core parts of the game. There is an actual space field that is really cool because the board is constantly updating as we get closer and closer to space. And you really get this sense of traveling through the cosmos. And um, you can launch away missions. Your little robots can get, your adorable little robots can get in adorable little spaceships and go zipping all around to all the uh, planets you're flying by to complete mission cards you've got. So that's one use of these cards. But the other use of these cards is the other game. You can reprogram yourself. You are an AI. You, every player has this little grid off to the side that has tiles that represent all the subroutines you can run. And you can run those subroutines by spending those same cards. The cards can let you run missions out on the space, or they can run your AI routines to do goods conversion and all kinds of stuff. And you're constantly growing your AI brain and reprogramming yourself. You're constantly chasing after different missions out on the board. And you're also constantly trying to keep the Black Angel from crashing because it's constantly under assault from all kinds of events. And so players have to divide their attentions while always, you know, at the core central thing, playing a very strong dice drafting game. The game looks fantastic for art from yep. Ian O'Toole. It's so wonderful to see space bright and vibrant and colorful. Yes. It's a fun, tension-filled game from start to finish, and it is crunchy. Like I said, this is three full, deep, heavy Euro games all crunched into one, which puts it at number 31 on the list, Black Angel. Awesome choice. Yeah, my brain still hurts from my last play of this yeah. a couple of years ago. It was pre-pandemic, and it was crunchy, like you said. But again, I, I just I, just on a, a, a note, the, the art. Yeah, why can't more space games be bright like this? Mm-hmm. I just I love the design choice in this because, you know, you think sci-fi space, everything is dark and everything. Else. So I'm glad that they got a you know, tool to do it. It is... Yeah, wonderful game. If you're into the heavier stuff, this is definitely recommended. And that's our number 31, Black Angel. And that's it, folks. We have made it through another 10. And next week, we will be back with more. And we will be back with another secret word. And we will announce on the live version of this show, which will be streamed on Twitch on May 10th, we will announce who won either a copy of Sherlock 13 from sponsor of this show, uh, Arcane Wonders, or a copy of Azul, uh, Summer Pavilion. And uh, so you can catch us live next Tuesday. But the real question, Ruel, is did they hear one of us say the secret word? The secret word, summertime. And just to remind them one more time, what do they do if they did? Okay, folks, so if you heard us uh, say summertime, type in the name of the game that we're talking about when summertime was said and send it in an email to contest at rotto.com and you'll be entered to win one of those great games. All right, yes, folks, uh, these are are both fantastic and uh, I will see you next week, Ruel. I will see all of you out there. You have any uh, closing words for the folks before we say goodbye Uh, and go into the post-show? Yeah, we're we're going to the post show, folks. So again, every Tuesday when we're uh, filming it live, you get more than just the list here. You're going to get all kinds of Q and A, some fun bits that we do. Come on and join us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific. But that's it for me. I just want to let her uh, tell everyone, may the fourth be with you. Indeed, yes. Uh, may the fourth be with you always. And thanks for watching, everybody. Have a very very nice day. And thank you to Arcane Wonders for supporting the show. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye. Uh, hello. Alrighty. I keep forgetting hello. May the 4th. Yes, we're actually putting this up on May the 4th. Of course we had to say that. Good call. Good call. <laughs> okay, so we are back. Um, Person microphone! Folks, God damn it! I, uh, yeah, this mic... Oh, man. So you're replacing the, the, the I cable. I ordered the uh, cable today.
Uh, I went okay. on and I did I did a Google search for best uh, replacement cable for Blue Yeti mic, and I found the one mm. that had the best results. And um, so fingers crossed. And if this keeps happening, once that cable shows up, then I've re- eliminated everything except for the microphone itself. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean. But I mean, yeah, it, it's, still, it's much more likely to be a cable breaking down than an actual microphone breaking yeah. down, right? I mean, right, 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 right. I hope that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, folks, we got uh, you got time for a couple of questions. Yeah, what do um, we do? Okay, how did they did I, they deluge us with questions, or are we doing a? We got a few. Let's just do these questions. We got a few here. And first thing uh, next time, a, we'll do the. Uh, we we have our topic now. We have, we our, have what was our argument. argument? I've forgotten. Our argument was uh, Star Wars Star movies Wars. and live action series. Just the, and... the state of Star Wars, yeah. Yes, the state cool. of Star Wars. Okay. Right. A quick comment from Moon Patrol. Michelle and Ruel, R2 is looking fab. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, Michelle and I are the ones that we put together R2. Uh, Rado, I'm sure all is good health wise, and I hope you have a smooth and swift doctor's Thank appointment. you very much. Okay. Uh, uh, this one was from earlier from Fem Sensei. Uh, Citrus uh, looks really interesting, but how does it stack up compared to say your April games you played in May ones? Um, Citrus was in. I mean, this morning I put I made live the uh, roundup for last month, and Citrus was in there. Uh, I don't remember where. Um, I liked Citrus more than Jen. Jen did not particularly care for the cyberpunk, you know, kind of the dark apocalyptic uh, future. Plus. It, it, it's, it has an aggressive area control game that actually I thought worked really well at two. But Jen's like, can you please stop area controlling me or area majority uh-huh. me? And I'm like, <laughs> it didn't bother me at all um, because it's an area, ma- the, the, the subset of the game that's just area control, area majority stuff, it's just a transfer yeah. of points. And like, oh, you thought you made 15 points making it up to the top of Elysium, but you left behind this uh, skyscraper that now I can move into and I got eight points. So. But you know, Jen found that frustrating because she doesn't like uh, to to fight. For me, it was like, hey, this is an area control game I'm kind of cool with. But um, okay. but yeah, if you like area control and you like worker placement and you like cyberpunk, you should check it out because it does all those things. And then it has a really cool character building system too. But like I said, I, I, cool. it is in the roundup that just went live today. You probably just didn't see it yet. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Fem Sensei also has looking at Damask Ruel. I'm wondering if that's playable on any Ooh. level with colorblindness. Thoughts? I have I have not seen it up um, in person. Damask. Uh, you have a copy of it, Richard? Uh, no, right? I don't. Kim ended up covering it. Oh, Kim ends it. Okay, yeah. So I I don't know. I'm I'm curious as well. Yeah, there's a lot um, of colorful cubes in that game. Cool. Uh, chicken update uh, from Kabuki Kid. Any chicken of whatever apiary plan status? No apiary plan anytime soon. Um, <laughs> these days, Jen is all a Twitter talking about maybe now that we've been here almost four years, it's time. I, when we moved in here, the, we live in a manufactured home that's really run down, and the kitchen itself was just in dire states, and we've just kind of mm. hobbled it together. It's just miserable and everything's gross and jen's uh for years and saying well maybe next year maybe next year so maybe uh we actually mm. were at ikea yesterday and that's why i noticed wow i'm really dizzy walking uh, around in ikea this is really weird honey i think i'm gonna have to sit oh. down um i'm sure it's fine huh. i mean I, yeah oh is 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 I, I we did a covid test after i got home and i was fine yeah is is dizziness yeah. a, a symptom of, of covid i never heard that um i i honestly i don't know hmm. um but, I mean, if you took a test, I'm, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, but, um, yeah, I so I, I have my appointment today. I am sure it's going to be fine. Probably an inner ear yeah. thing or who knows what. 
probably. Uh, Bing asked, do you find Forbidden Desert harder than Pandemic? I often find that's the case. Forbidden Island was my intro to modern gaming. Lost badly on the first turn when helicopter had sank. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Yep. I, um, I, I would find say... it any harder. Uh, well, I mean, it has variable difficulty levels too, so you can crank them both Yeah, up. that's right. I yeah. think... The fundamental thing that Forbidden Desert does that pretty much no other Pandemic clone game does, I, I mentioned this, is it really for it. It gives you these really cool powers. But one of the you know the core things about Pandemic is, oh, I can play these cards anytime, even if it's not my turn, I can play them. Not so in Forbidden Desert. If you want to deploy that shield yeah. that will protect you, you have to do it before you know if the sun is going to beat down. And I think that one thing. Uh, really does kind of ratchet up for a lot of people because a lot of people are not used to counting cards, right? Okay, we've already seen two of them. There's six cards left. We're drawing three at a time. What are the chances? We need to do this now. And um, I think that is an extra level of complexity that, yeah, I mean, you're maybe called upon to do in Pandemic at the absolute highest levels, but generally speaking, you just kind of play it by ear. I mean, most people say, oh, yeah. look, i got to reshuffle the cards, put them back on top of the deck, and then let's just see what happens. I mean, Jen and me, when we play Pandemic, we play at high difficulty levels, and we're counting cards nonstop. All right, has Chicago... Ah. No, Chicago, there is a one in three chance that Chicago comes up next round. You know, And so mm. Forbidden Desert puts that on its sleeve and makes it much more front and center, that if you don't do it, okay. you will fail. Nice. Yeah, I haven't. I I don't think I've played enough. Or I, I I don't remember counting cards when I played. I I need to give that another shot. Um, Sovereign Eraser was. I don't know what this is about. Well, how do you feel about metal tins instead of cardboard boxes? I'm not sure what that was referring to. Do I know? don't know, but that's just a, it's probably a general purpose question. Tom Vassell has yeah. railed against metal tins for a decade. You never heard him do that. He oh, are, are you talking about game boxes? Board game boxes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He hates tins. And uh, oh, really? oh, I tell you why. It's because um, Forbidden Desert is famously a tin game, as are oh, yeah. as is Forbidden Island. And um, yeah. interestingly, Forbidden Sky was not. They gave up on the tins for Forbidden Sky. Yeah, I don't know. I like tin. Um, what do you think? I, I I think they're fun. I, I think they're cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're fine. Um, Ruel, because of pipeline choice, did you play Curious Cargo? What do you think? I have not played uh, Curious Cargo yet. I was trying to remember the name of it so I could mention it. Hey, folks, if you want this in a lighter form, you might want to try Curious Cargo, but I could not remember the name of it. Yeah. It saved my life. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about it. And also, Jackie asked, what are your favorite words? Speaking of word games. Oh, favorite words. Favorite words. Oh. Favorite words. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I feel like I should know the answer to that because I feel like I do actually have some words I really like. I don't know. I, can't uh, think of I like the word pants. I don't know. <laughs> All right. You should move to England. Pants is a good word. Where yeah. pants is synonymous with crap or garbage. Oh, is it really? I yeah, did yeah. Not in know England, that. if you say, oh, that's totally pants, you're saying that's just the worst. You're just saying it's garbage. Oh, wow. So I just naturally gravitated towards that. Okay, yep. great. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some uh, comments in chat, uh, too. Uh, anyone else? Let's, let's, I think that's it for the, the Q&A. No, no other questions are in the, the queue right now. So, yep. yeah. Comments. I don't see any other comments unless you see anything. Um, uh, Kabuki Kid was saying uh, maybe Disney is alert uh, related to allergies because the season changed. It could, could be. be. I have never suffered from allergies in my entire life. I've never gotten dizzy in my entire life. I mean, everybody gets dizzy sometimes if you're sitting weird and you stand up too fast, right? I mean, that's oh, a yeah. common thing. That's yeah. just human. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm just walking around like, whoa! It's like I just got spun really fast on the playground, but I didn't. And but my brain is working that way. It was. It's uh. very strange. I don't know. Now I know, like, um, 
a while ago, like I was having some headaches because I've been spending so much time on the computer. Mm. So now I, you know, I really try to take breaks, you know, from the computer. And stuff. Oh, really? And that's how honestly, what, that's why I don't play video games and stuff because, you know, I just don't want to stare at the screen for an extended period of time. Wow. Uh, I just yeah. stopped playing video games because I discovered board games. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up. I think yeah, we're I think good so. to go. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, with today's show, I have a little bit more editing than normal. What with my mic dropping out twice. Oh, Ugh. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And right at that's the heaviest part, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. But that's okay. Okay. Um, we got through it. And uh, so yeah. you're cool. You are not suffering dizzy spells. Are you going to see um, uh, Doctor Strange this Thursday? Uh, Doc- I, I, I still want to see the Michelle Yeoh movie. That's the one that's priority right now. The wow. Everything all where at once or whatever. That's priority right now. Um, I'll, I'll wait until the hype dies down to go see the Doctor Strange one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Somehow you can avoid the spoilers then. Or you just don't care. I honestly, because I'm more of a Star Wars fan and we're going to get to this next week, I'm okay with not seeing every single MCU movie out there. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's gonna we be could good do one, Star folks, Wars versus week. MCU then. Or maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure something yeah. out. But, uh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've tried to avoid the pop culture um, arguments for a while. Yeah. And, but those are yeah. the kind of easiest one to do. So I think it's time for a new one. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And the people demanded it. They will get it. Yes. We're, we're yes. okay with that. Uh, unfortunately, a week late. Okay. Our apologies. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Then let us be on our merry way after we do some Rady Raiderson. Uh, let's yeah. see. Do you see anybody you like? I mean, I, I see the losers. They're always good. But now I want to try to see if there's anyone else that uh, playing board games right now that could use some love here. Yeah. Um, I all you know, a lot of people love watching X Wing on on uh, Twitch. There's always X Wing tournaments. Oh, really? X Wing games. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's an inherently dramatic and exciting thing. Yes. Um. Let's see. Who can we raid? Okay, there was an a X Wing Blood on the Clock Tower. That's always uh, there's always people watching that. Someone's playing Terra Mystica right now on BGA. Someone is playing Autobahn. Autobahn, really? Although no, they're they're playing a digital version of it. Uh, okay, and uh, I just realized Terra Mystica is also a digital yeah. version. Yeah, not that there's anything game. wrong with that, but in my experience, yeah, yeah, um, it seems like my audience always says, "No, no digital stuff, just real stuff, please." Someone's playing Nemesis. Oh, really? That's very cool and dramatic. Yeah. Well, who are they? Yeah. What's, um, what's the name of the oh, channel? This is a non-English channel. I have no oh, idea how to say this. Probably isn't going to work very well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Who else is out there? Anyone in chat? You, you yeah, yeah, see yeah. anyone? Uh, let us know in chat if you come across anyone we could raid. I mean, there's uh, Rainer again. See. He's still playing Agricola. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Is that all he does on his channel? I think it might be. I think somebody That's said he his... is like a tournament-level Agricola player or something like that. Oh, interesting. I believe that okay. is the case. Yeah, there's a, not, a lot of uh, non-English uh, channels here today. Yeah. Well, here, um, what about, why don't we raid uh, Nerd Cube Games? He's the one playing uh, Terra Mystica right now. Nerd it is a digital implementation, but Terra Mystica is a great game. It is, yeah. Sure. 
Yeah. Everybody, go say hi to NerdCube Games. He currently has 19 viewers. I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure he's putting on a good show. So is he playing yep. it by himself? Is he playing like a solo mode or something? It looks like he's playing against other players, but they're not on screen. Oh, okay, it's just okay. Him on screen. Oh, yeah, give it a try. Um, say hi to yeah. NerdCube Games for us, folks. And uh, we'll see you again next week. And I'll let you know how it went at the doctors. I'm sure it's going to be fine. I shouldn't even have mentioned yes. it. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm so silly. But anyway, folks, <laughs> three, two, one, raid. Go, 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 go. And there they go. It looks like it worked successfully, I think. Yep, it went. All righty then. Cool. All right. Cool. Then. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, yep. we're good. All righty. I will uh, see you next week. Yep. Hope everything goes well at the doctor, my friend. All right. Thanks, man. Talk to you. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I'm sure. Right, I'm bye. totally. I'm comfortable. All right. Bye-bye. Yep. All right. Bye.